Well, hello there, family. I didn't see you there. Happy holidays from the Crenshaws. Um, guys, as you know, right now, the Crenshaws are currently on a holiday break. Um, but as always, we still want to provide you great content. So what we've been doing is that we've been re-releasing some of our favorite episodes. So today, uh, we're rebroadcasting an episode entitled The Five Fs of Marriages. We hope you enjoy. Happy holidays to you. And the Crenshaws will be seeing you soon. Welcome to our journey, family. Well, hello there, family. I didn't see you there. And welcome to another edition of Crenshaw Corner. I am Sanchez Crenshaw, and always I am joined by my best friend. No, wait, player. I thought I had time because you usually say more than that. What was that? Oh, you're not feeling it this morning. Okay. It's never, it's never enough for you. It's so <laughs> okay. When I go into platitudes, then you have an attitude <laughs> about say. it because you don't like what I say. Wait. When I keep it mm. short and sweet, you don't like what I say. I mean, so. But you said. There's no win. You said platitude, attitude. Come on, somebody. You better rap. But anyway, listen. Actually, I didn't say anything about attitude. What did you say? Actually, no, I didn't you say did. you did. Yeah, see, I, did, I, did, I, did, I listen. You say I don't listen to you, but you see how hard I listen so much that you didn't even remember what you said, which goes to show that, that sometimes when I tell you you said something, you did say it when you tell me you we didn't. We are not uh, but anyway, through the intro. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What is going on, family? What is going on? What is going on? I am Angela Crenshaw. That's my wife, family. Yes. Before we get into the house cleaning, I guess I'm the one to have to apologize that we missed Friday due to, I had migraines for the last, what, five days? The last five days. The yeah. last five days. I don't know if it's allergies or what, but I had a been having massive migraines, and I apologize that we have missed our day but guess what? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, now. people. Happy Sunday. So happy whatever day you're listening to this, whether it be a whatever day. Yeah. Um, so good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Good night. Good night. <laughs> happy Thursday. Happy Tuesday. Because we don't know where you're listening. Happy June 13th. I mean, Did whatever. Did you say June 13th? Baby? Whatever day you decide to listen now. to this, we just thank you. Thank you. Which actually, that kind of segues into the next thing. Uh-oh. So, we thank you for our new listeners. We thank you for being a part of our journey. Yes. However you're listening to us, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Podbean, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Google Play Music, whether it's on our website, www.thecrenshawcorner.com. Come on now, you can hear us. We Listen. thank you for being a part of what we're doing. For our returning listeners, we definitely thank you Come guys. Come on, y'all. Returners. For being a part of this journey, for uplifting us, for keeping us um, honest. Yes. And we thank you so much, guys. And we consider ourselves an interactive podcast. We are. And what that means is that we are on the socials. We're on Twitter. The socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. All under Crenshaw Corner. Mm -hmm. And then we have an email address of thecrenshawcorner at like gmail.com. <laughs> Once again, thecrenshawcorner the Crenshaw at gmail.com. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We love your feedback. And yeah, so bad. Well, first of all, I don't. I can, What's up? The Crenshaw Corner. And never mind, never sound like yours. Because you don't pronunciate your the like I do. The. I know. I want to learn how to do it like you do. You got like, to hit hard on that T. The. The. Uh, no. You got to start with that Never T. Mind. You got to hit hard on it. First of all, you kind of sound kind of like somber today. You don't sound like yourself. You all right over here? No, I'm good. I haven't had a lot of sleep. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little tired. 
Um, <laughs> Don't do this. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. No, well, you asked. <laughs> no, I did that. I, I mean, did, you, I just said, you opened the door. And you, I said you sound a little somber. You opened the door. It's so a little no, like. I'm, t- I'm, I'm t- coming to myself. If you coming, coming to, to yourself, because you sound like yourself. You want to start over? No, I'm good, but you opened the door. So let's go ahead and walk I through that door. I didn't open the door. I just said, baby, this is what you sound like, because we could just go on to what we talk yeah, about. Yeah, nah, let's, before we do, though. What was that? I'm gone. Pretty sure, gone. I'm pretty sure by now the family's interested. I'm pretty sure we got them interested. interested. I don't. No, I don't think they are. So listen. I feel like yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. <laughs> Just, I don't think they're don't interested. Don't I don't think they're interested. I feel like they are. So family. Let oh me kind of. So as my beautiful best friend wife kind of explained, we are truly sorry. Um, I know I put out information saying that you know the Crenshaw Corner episode would not be available Friday. But it'd be available Saturday, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately Saturday came. We were not able to release the episode. Strictly because my wife has truly not been feeling well for the last few days. Um, and I've been kind of doing everything I can to make sure she's okay. You have. Running back and forth to the store, cooking, cleaning, trying to do everything, lessen what she has to do. Listen, before we see now you open the door for that. No, seriously, all jokes aside, thank you so much. I want to publicly thank you. Um, I never want to take you for granted. And I think these last days, I mean, you're an incredible husband anyway. I so I, I heard. I don't like that phrase. So I heard. So I heard. No, no, not that. That's what people. No, not that. I, I'm, I'm cool with being told I'm a wonderful husband. Uh-huh. It's, it's just that phrase, the last days. I don't really like the way that sounds. <laughs> it's so these last. Strike that from the record. I don't oh, like the way These that last sound. couple of days. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. Just, <laughs> these last couple so of days. So ominous. I didn't like the way that sounds. Last couple of days. Oh, you need to know. You need to know right when and how and where. No, nah, when you say last days, like this is apocalypse and like <laughs> you so, and like you need, the earth about to crack you open. You need prayer. Moment now, nah. bruh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Thank you. Continue. And but I, and I just want to publicly say thank you. Seriously, I think that there was no need that you did not cater to me. And the crazy part about Sanchez is sometimes things I don't even think I need. He already took care of, or he's already on point with it. Whether I be like, no, I'm not hungry. And he'd be like, no, babe, you have to eat. And then he'll bring me my food. And then he'd be like, okay, he like, go back, get me some water, come back, the food is gone. He'd be like, well, okay, well, somebody was hungry. So I just want to just publicly say thank you that I love you. That is, um, that I never want to take you for granted, that you just do that because you have to do it. But I thank you that you do it because you want to do it for me. So thank you. I love you. Oh, that was sweet. It's no problem, babe. Thank you. But we're going to continue down this trend, though. No, because I feel like you're trying to go someplace else with no, this. No, no, I'm just saying. So, because... Going back, you asked. You, you should have. Well, first of all, that was so heartfelt. You didn't even take it in. You no, didn't I even did, like. I took it in. I didn't even hear you go, oh, babe. I mean, like, I didn't hear. Because I'm a grown man. I, I did. I said, I didn't. Because normally said, people take it in, they sigh. No, I said, I said, oh, babe, that was sweet. That's actually what I said. That sounded so. I don't know. Because I'm a grown man. Okay. So, I guess I can't dictate how your response is going to be exactly <laughs> are you I, just learning that <laughs> just you know but I, I felt it was heartfelt okay i, I i'm so, sorry family so y'all re- go ahead okay so you haven't learned that part yet that all you all, your responsibility mm-hmm. is to simply put out how you feel or pose mm-hmm. the question you can't dictate my response yeah. to your question and i can't my response is my responsibility yeah and i can't kind of rose look at you know what you i just realized you said that come on matt best that is my new best quote matt rose i got two favorite quotes in life one is oh, we all tyson. have a plan until we get punched in the mouth That's your that, favorite quote that will all be always be my foundation mr quote. mike tyson <laughs> but then i got a new favorite quote by the wonderful mr matt rose matt rose um, pastor 
Uh, campus pastor. Yes. Soon to be senior pastor. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Ma- Speak doctor, it. The Dr. Good Reverend Matt Rose. <laughs> and he said. Did you say the, what? The Dr. Good Reverend. <laughs> the Dr. Good Reverend. Come on, somebody. Matthew A. Rose. Baby, is there an A? I don't even know if his middle name begins with an A, but it sounds good. <laughs> Matthew A. Rose. MD. MD. PhD. PhD. Doctorial. Esquire. Yes, Doctor. Will he wear like a thing around his neck? What you uh, call that? A, a, a ascot. Ascot. I can see Matt wearing an ascot. I wear an ascot. I can see Matt wearing an ascot. I want to go to the pulpit with an ascot. We so off task. I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. Y'all forget the whole thing, y'all. With the coat, with the patches on this. I don't even remember the name on, but the the blazers with the patches. With the suede patches on the elbow. Yes. Come on through, Matt. I can see Doctor Good Reverend Matt Rose wearing that. If you don't stop saying Doctor Good Reverend, but he made it. He's but anyway, fascinating quote. He said that my response is my responsibility. Yeah. I love that. But anyway, you're trying to get me off track. I'm not. I'm just, trying, we we can go for Let's talk about what we was going to talk about. Now, I want to finish this thought. I want to I want to stay right here for a moment. I want to stay right here. So you asked me. You was like, babe, you don't seem like yourself. You know, you're not really into it this morning. That's somewhat the truth. Very tired. So once again, it's been a lot of, and I'm not complaining about that. I would, I would do it again. I love it. Um, making sure you're okay, it's part of my DNA is what I do. Mm-hmm. Thank you, baby. So running back and forth to the store, um, cooking, cleaning, I don't think you've touched a dish all week. <laughs> really? No, I'm not saying that bad. I'm not saying it in a, in a negative way. I don't know because the way that you – okay. No, I'm just saying, you know, you've made dishes this week. You've made a lot of dishes. <laughs> but I don't know if you've touched a dish to mm. clean it. But I'm cool with that. Cause yes. that's that's my that was my choice. You told me I could lay down and just watch something dumb yeah. on TV. Yeah, and but, then sometimes you'd be like, close your eyes, and then you take the remote and hide it. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I should have did that part last night. Ooh, because what happened, family, is that she took the lay down and find something dumb to watch. She took that literally last night, <laughs> and so we was cool. You know, I felt a little bit better. I bet you did. I bet you did. So we was cool. You know, she was in our room. I was in the front room. I stayed away, give her her time as much as I could. What you call it? The front room. That's you that, see my face? What? That's what, that what y'all call it down here? That's what we used to call it in the South. The front room. The living room? Yeah, it's the front room. Because it's in the front of the house. That's the front room. I've, I've, what? We we call it the living room. My, my group. But you never lived in it, though. You did live in it. You sat in it. You watched TV in it. Yeah, but you didn't live in it. You stayed in it. Still, it's the front room. So you're wrong. Once again, your thinking <laughs> process. Your thinking we process. We already had this argument with other people about this serial situation. That's for another day. But anyway. it's a li- okay. Okay, no. baby. The front. Can I finish my thought? Go ahead, baby. The front room. So that, the, it's the front room. So she was in our bedroom. I was in the front anyway. room, staying out of the way as much as I could, checking in on her once in a while. I did that to about midnight. Because you're like, a good person. Midnight. I'm tired. I want to lay down. Couch is hurting my back anyway. So I go in the room. I figure, you know what? She's been doing this all day. I figure, you know, at some point, we we shut this down. 12.30 come. <laughs> she's still watching TV. 1.30 come. She's still watching TV. Because the episodes kept flowing. 2.30 come. She keep watching TV. I don't think you should tell people my time frame. 3 o'clock a.m. <laughs> she is still Watching TV and got the nerd to look at me talking about, babe, am I disturbing you? <laughs> because you kept like, 
you were asleep at first, babe, but then you kept moving around. So I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm disturbing him. But yet you never turned off the TV, though. I did. I turned the TV off at 3.30. At 3.30 30 minutes after I asked you. And then I, you was like, no, babe, I'm okay. So it took another 30 minutes for you to realize. See, this is the situation. First of hey, all, he maybe says. something's going on. No. First he says, hey, babe, no, I'm okay. You know, nothing's bothering me. I'm okay. And he was ruffling the covers, and then he went back to sleep. But then out of nowhere... He, he says to me during his, I guess, sleep in, sleep out. I don't know what you want to call it. He says, hey, babe, no, I'm okay. You all right? I said, I'm fine. He's like, I'm okay, too. You know, just want to let you know I love you. And by the way, that's not just side of the bed. So I don't know if he was trying to hint to me that he wanted his side of the bed back. Because that's what the side of the TV's on. And because I'm shorter than him, I can't see over him. Whatever. He's a bigger guy than me. I can't see over him to see the TV. And Whatever. I don't like the TV lifted really, really high. So I, um, I'm just saying, do you... Um, Moral of the story, family. If I seem a little off, it's because I've only had a few hours of sleep. No, you seem off. But you feel... But, but when you tell your stories, you don't seem off. You seem like... Let's say when you talk a junk about me. I'm actually... I find no fault in anything I've said. Mm. Find the lie. Mm. We're going to do this game again? I find the lie. This is something else that he does, y'all, that, I, like, if we're talking about something, and it, don't, it doesn't get really heated, but it gets confrontational. Can we use that word? Confrontational. Confrontational word. about what we're discussing. Sometimes it has nothing to do with our marriage. It Most have, of the times it has nothing to do with our <laughs> it marriage. It has nothing to do with something so far-fetched or something out there. And here we go, okay, babe. The bottom line is find the lie. Yeah. And if you can't find the lie, then I'm correct. And we can just end this discussion. What? It makes sense to me. Once Famous philosopher. Oh, my God. Fam, you, know, you know me. You know me. Baby, who's a famous I'm philosopher? I'm in philosophy. Okay. Go, <laughs> I love philosophy. Go, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Who's philosophizing? I love provoking thought. Uh, that's my word. I provoke thought. I love provoking thought. We're trying so, to steal from me. I provoke thought. In one of the most... In, because the beautiful thing is that America has a lot of things. America has a lot of things. Okay, go ahead. What America? But America is really not known for a lot of great philosophers. <laughs> so you one of them. No, I'm not, I would never okay. say that. Okay. I would never say cool, that. Cool, 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 cool. But America did birth. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. One of the greatest minds. Okay, go ahead, baby. That the human race. And who is that? Has ever seen. Who is that? The Honorable Judge Judy Shiner. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do this. Because then you go open the door for something totally different. But anyway, one, go ahead. And there's one thing she always says. Uh-huh. If it doesn't make sense, <laughs> it ain't true. First of all, listen to and me. And I live by that motto. If it does not make sense. <laughs> to you, bruh. It ain't true. Just because it don't make sense to you. So that's why I always say, find the lie. Listen to because me. Because what I say always lie. makes sense. That's a lie right there. That's the find the lie. That is the lie. Because... I'm always making dollars out here. No. Because I always got cents. Like no, I did that ooh, right there. That, like was, so, that, that. was a corny I'm dad joke. I'm always making That's dollars because I always got cents. That's a corny dad joke. Let me explain something to you guys. I'm trying so hard to get where we need to go. But see, every time we keep talking, he keep bringing up some other shenanigans. Let me explain something to you guys. Guys, this, I'm dish, I'm, I'm, this man. No, no, hold on. Right now, anyone listening, family, you should have pen and paper. Because right now, I'm <laughs> I'm dropping dimes. <laughs> I am throwing out nuggets <laughs> all over the and place. Gems all over the place <laughs> right now. So they should be paying handlers. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on to get that gold nugget. Already, I got you with the. I got you with the. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right mm. there, you should have that written on a pillow on your bed right now. <laughs> Mike Tyson. I'd hit you with that. I hit you with the. 
my response is my responsibility. Matt Rose. Matt, the great Dr. Reverend Matthew <laughs> A. Rose, uh, Esquire. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I'd have hit you with the with the greatest mind that America produced. <laughs> what? Okay, the wait. Honorable Judge Judith Shining. <laughs> if it don't make sense, it ain't true. Listen. These is life. These is life changing nuggets. It's not. I cannot say anything else for the rest of the podcast because I done said enough, right? There. First of all, okay, guys. Let me say something to y'all. I'm woke now. I don't this know if you man. It. I'm woke now. Loves Judge Judy. Put some respect on her name, the Honorable. <laughs> Whatever, Judge Judge Judy. Judy. I ain't honoring that Judge Silent. Judy. When I tell you, he listens to her. Put respect every. On her name. Single day. Her voice is soothing. This Joker told me the go, other I go night. Sleep listening to, to he really Judy. do, guys. I'm, I'm so sick to my. Her, her voice, voice is, is soothing. soothing. She got a How voice. is just Judy's voice soothing? He goes as far as back as he can find her cases. The first season. She's been on 26 years. And he has binged her for more times. Than I can remember. I watch right the now. same cases because I learned something new. Yeah, and he does watch some of those cases over and over, guys. Now he plays the game on silent and, with earpods in his ear with his phone as he's listening to Judge Judy. To Judge Judy. I do. Now, if somebody don't pray for me, if you know any scriptures and I'm, know the word of prayer, I'm just saying because pray for me. Judge Judy's like a great book. You know how you go in and you read a book the first time, uh huh, and it's and it and it, it grabs your soul, and so you go now, back. I watched some of her shows and I don't, it didn't grab my soul. Yeah, we'll discuss that in a moment. Okay, we'll discuss that in go a moment. ahead. Just go, we, baby. It, we got a plan. We're not it, working this plan, and baby. It grabs, you know, a great book and it grabs your soul, mm-hmm. and then you go back to that red book and then you read it again, and then you you gleam something new from mm-hmm. it. And then you go back to it again. And every time you go back to it, you mm. glean something new. A new subtext mm. has been shown to you. Wow. That's just Judy. Every time I watch the episodes, I, I glean something new. Something I missed the first time. I'm just uh, saying. Great, Greatest mind America okay, okay, y'all. has produced. Again, when... Uh, Honorable Judge... <laughs> don't say it again. Judith Shining. The- Hi, Judge Judy. We love you. I'm no, saying. no, I, I'm not gonna lie. On Sunday, Judge Judy, he loves you. I do, Judge Judy. He I loves you. If you if you would be my grandmother, I would be. <laughs> that. If you would be willing to adopt me as your grandson, <laughs> I would. I don't even want money. I don't want to be in the wheel. I don't want property. I don't want none of that. I just want to sit under you and just gleam. So, if she want, if you had to meet somebody, she would be one of those people. Oh, just as I've been for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I would love to meet Judge Judy. I would love to sit down. All just as I've been, been so serious for a moment. Really? There, there's only a few people, like, really, quote, unquote, celebrity, like, that I would even want to meet. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really get. I got starstruck one time. Mm-hmm. And you were with me. And that's what I met. I Okay. So far, of course. We're going to get to the main topic. Are moment. we really? Yeah. We're going to uh, get to sure? the main topic. I promise you. Is you sure? But, um. No one really knows unless you were with me as a child. But I grew up a huge pro wrestling fan. I knew he was about to say wrestling. I knew it. I grew up a huge pro wrestling fan. So I grew up in the 80s. I'm 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 an 80s baby. 
So I grew up during the time of the the original NWA before it became WCW, mm-hmm. um, WW the the original WWF days before mm-hmm. they lost the lawsuit and they had to change it to WWE. But I grew up in the days of Randy Macho Man Savage, of mm-hmm. you know the original Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Road Warriors. I grew up the the real Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. You know, Orrin Anderson, mm-hmm. Ric Flair, Why Telly you Blanchard, like that, though? Ole Anderson, <laughs> Why you Ole Anderson. Like that, though? You know what I'm saying? Why are you smiling like that? But go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> Magnum T.A., Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh-huh. Rick Rude. These are the days I grew up in where wrestling was territorial. And mm-hmm. anyway, they lived in Charlotte. Anyway, so I had the honor of some years back we were in a was it Dillard's or Belk's or something? We were in a we were in a department store at mm-hmm. our local mall, and I happened to look up, and I was face to face with the enforcer, Double mm-hmm. A Arn Anderson, <laughs> and I really and I've seen celebrities before. I've I've and I've never I'm because I'm not the type of people that bothers people, mm-hmm. and because regardless of what your status is, you, you still, know you're still human. You still have a right to your space. To your space. You still and and he he was with his son. I think it was doing prom time or whatever. And they, you still have a right to your space. I don't care what society tells you. I think you. It was Dillard's. It might have been. I think it was Dillard's. Yeah. But you still have a right to your space. I don't care what society tells you. Just because you're in the public eye does not make you public property. Mm-hmm. Come on, you just oh, so you really out here giving nuggets? I'm go sorry. ahead, go. We gonna get to it. Go ahead, my brother. So I happened to look up, and before I knew knowledge it, giver. Before I knew it, my eyes got big, and I resorted back to being an eight year old kid. And I had to introduce myself, and I just had to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. So that was like the only time I've ever been like starstruck in my life, but. Like, if I've had the chance to meet some people, mm-hmm. like, to sit down and have a conversation, mm-hmm. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Jess Judy. Really? I really would. Because, and it's, and it's simply because I love the way her mind works. Mm. Because right or wrong, mm-hmm. she she's rooted in her beliefs. Mm-hmm. Whether she's right or wrong. But she's rooted <laughs> in her beliefs. Uh-huh. She's fundamentally rooted in who she is mm-hmm. and the foundation of who she is. Mm-hmm. So I would just love to like to sit down and have like a 20, 30 minute conversation with Judge Judy. Wow. I would. I mean, I knew you love her. I know you want to meet her till you just yeah. said that. But let's carry on. She's my Oprah. Because I know you feel the same way about Oprah. I do. Like if there's, unless that's changed, like if there's anybody you could like sit down and have a conversation with, it would be Oprah, right? It would be Oprah... Well, three now. It's three now. It, it um it was one up on Oprah. It was this person, Oprah, and now Michelle Obama. Okay. Let me see if you know who the first one was first. I I, I know I'm wrong, but I want to say Tyler Perry. No. So hold on, hold on. If really, babe? Hold on. Are you serious? No, because I know you were fascinated with with what he did and what he was able to build. Yeah, and I love him, but he's not the one. Hold on, so Oprah, Michelle. You bought me the book. I I was like a stalker. Oh, you talking about you talking about the former president, Mr. Bill, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Oh my God, I love Bill Clinton. You talking about <laughs> the Democratic presidential nominee out of Arkansas. I <laughs> guess. So it, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has always been. I have never like you. Never been stalked. But something about Bill Clinton. I have always. Remember you bought me his book. Yeah, I did. I did. Like as a gift. Yeah, I, I love Bill Clinton and just want to sit down and just like you said, just kick walk in Harlem with him. We walk around in Harlem and Go just to chill. McDonald's, walk to Harlem. Yeah, ugh, not, we love you, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, walk around in Harlem 
and um and just talk to him and of course Oprah and Michelle Obama and yeah. but the crazy part out of all of that Bill Clinton is on the top of my list I know people like that. what no there's nothing crazy about that, that Bill, man, Bill Clinton regardless of how you feel about his politics yes. regardless of how you feel about what he did or did not do yeah he's that man lived a He's still alive. I don't want to talk about like yeah. he's dead, but he's lived a very fascinating life. He has, he has. Read his book, people. Go get yeah. Bill Clinton's book. But anyway, all right. So, so is we going we digress. Is, is we, we digress. is we's not we we's gonna do this today, yeah. or we just gonna? No, 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 no. That's there's take, a purpose. There's a purpose. Take the poor little there's family down memory right. <laughs> memory lane. So family, oh, here's yes. what we're doing. So if you've listened to us any point in time during these last few weeks, mm-hmm. um, we've been doing unofficial kind of question and answer Q and A. Yes. And because we've been getting um, premarital, premarital questions, which is hysterical, which is no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. cool. I'm talking about the questions are hysterical. Yeah, The the questions are hysterical. So we've been kind of getting, well, not kind of, but we've been getting premarital questions. Yeah. No individuals who are either engaged or looking at, looking at getting engaged Mm -hmm. and they've been wanting to know about marriage, you know, kind of what to expect. We've got into expectation versus reality. Go back and listen. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to kind of continue down that vein. And so we've been asked, you know, what are some of the things that we learned throughout our journey? And so there's five things that we want to touch on. So we want to touch on the five F's. Yeah, the things that they, the these are like the things, these are the most things that they've been asking us about. Um, and so we kind of put it all together. And it wasn't maybe... It was questions around this, but we when we went through it, we realized that this was basically a, the five Fs. Yeah, because what happened was it wasn't it wasn't these exact topics, right? But it was the context of all the questions. I like when you back me up and say what I'm trying to say. You better you better say what I'm trying I'm to saying. say, bro. Go ahead. What is in the context? It's the context of the questions mm-hmm. ended up being these particular subjects. Yeah. So what what I'm gonna do real quick? I'm just gonna tell you what the five Fs are, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna go through them, and then I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna push it off to you, and then we'll we'll go from there. Go for it. So the five Fs, really simple. So there's feelings, mm-hmm. friends, family, finances, and faith. Mm-hmm. So once again, the five Fs that we're going to be discussing today is going to be feelings, friends, family, finances, and faith. Now, some of the stuff that we're going to say is our opinion. Do we have to do that like public announcement? Well, this is our opinion. You know, like when they do drugs, they tell you to take these drugs, and then at the end they'll be like, and so it can make you blind, make you hurt yourself, make you sit down. And then by you don't know, you need glasses, and then you have a heart murmur. Is, we, is that what we're going to do? Nah, you're going to take this rugged and raw. <laughs> so you may not agree. I don't care. You're going to take this rugged and raw. this is our thought process, our perspective. Right now, we're going to be a 1972 pimp. You're going to take this rugged and raw. And, we may, and we may put some baby powder in the back <laughs> of our head. I was going to say, it was like it was a baby powder. But anyway, so yes, so let's talk about feelings. Not my favorite subject. So let's, let's talk, talk about, about feelings. Um, a lot of couples just asking, you know, about how do we get along? Um, what did we do? How do we navigate feelings? How do we navigate our feelings? And I think we had to learn in the beginning that feelings is a dangerous thing. Yeah. It really is. It can keep you in conflict for a long time. You can. To be honest. Because we have a tendency of getting in our feelings. And then once we're in our feelings, we don't want to move forward. Or we don't see a resolution if you don't get out of your feelings and come outside of yourself. It's not that your feelings could be wrong. But sometimes you have to always look at a different perspective of your spouse or who you're dating or who you're with. And listen to and the 
feelings and listening kind of go hand in hand, I believe. Feelings is like that teddy bear that you had as a child mm-hmm. where it's comfortable, mm-hmm. it's dirty, mm-hmm. it needs to be thrown away, mm-hmm. but you're clinging on to it because it's your security. Yeah. Because you don't want to let it go because you've always had it. Yeah. The things about feelings is that that we don't want to accept is that feelings are fleeting. Yep. Feelings come and go. Yeah. Feelings are how you feel at that moment, which not necessarily right or wrong. Right. But it's at that it's temporary. And yeah. so we get stuck and what happens is that we end up making long term decisions off a temporary situation because we're stuck in our feelings. Yeah. And not wanting to I have we have a tendency. One of the things that we always talk about is for us um, is the fact that don't take everything personal. Yeah. Because uh, I, I know in the beginning of our marriage, I got my feelings hurt a lot. And, and the least little thing he would do, I like, oh, he don't want to be bothered or whatever I, whatever I was feeling at the time. That, but half that stuff had nothing to do with me. But it felt like it was me because it was me and him in a relationship and I felt like it was towards me. And one thing I hated him to always say is, babe, don't take this personal, but it felt personal. So I got my feelings hurt a lot. And then I had to sit down and listen to his perspective and then go, okay, let's, let's take a moment to dissect this because maybe this is not personal because I want him to tell me his feelings. But then if he tells me his feelings, I get my feelings hurt. And then we can't talk or we're arguing yeah. or I, I've taken it personal, which then pushed him away. I'm just talking about what happened with us. Yeah, talking which about then, our story. Yeah, which then pushed him away, making him not want to tell his true feelings because he felt like every time he told his truth to me, I was in my feelings and I got my feelings hurt. And one thing he never wanted to do was hurt my feelings. So he felt that holding his feelings in was better then, then I yeah. could be wrong now. No, no, just... no. What you're saying is so accurate. So we're going to unpack this just for a moment. We're going to sit on this one just for a moment. Okay. We got nothing but time. So here's the thing with about feelings and we've made, and we're going to, we're going to continually make the statement. Don't take it personal. So we're going to unpack that one just for a mm-hmm. moment because I know we have some people out there saying, but I'm in a, I'm in a whole relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. I am dedicating my life to this person. Mm-hmm. I am entrusting this person with my future. Mm-hmm. How can I not take that personal? Yeah. How can my feelings not be hurt by what that person said? Yeah. And, and here's how. Because a lot of the times when we're expressing how we feel about something, even if we're expressing how we feel about you, mm-hmm. most of the times it has nothing to do actually with the person that we're discussing it with. Mm-hmm. It's a previous situation that happened. Yeah. It's a previous offense. It's a previous hurt. It's a, it's a mind. It's a concept that we have. Mm-hmm. It's a, inner, it's a inner idea or inner thought that we have that we're expressing at this moment. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that because I'm expressing how I feel at this moment and then, and I'm going to say you just in general term, mm-hmm. Now you take it as a personal attack right? because I say, well, I don't like this particular situation. Mm-hmm. And even though I said, I don't like this situation, you hear it because you're in your feelings. You hear as well. I don't like you. Right. And now it's a whole different case scenario. So dishes, something frivolous. Mm-hmm. So I say, I don't like dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. You hear I'm not clean. 
I don't ever clean up. I don't ever do nothing mm-hmm. because you're in your feelings. Right. And something as simple as me saying, I don't like dishes in a sink. Mm-hmm. Now you've taken it as, as an attack against you. Right. That you never clean. You never do nothing. Right, 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 right. And now this whole big thing has blown up simply because I said, I don't like dishes in a sink. And the crazy part about it, with feelings too, and, and, and that box of feelings come, like you said, but people... When you talk about your feelings, especially if you're discussing each other, automatically you feel like you're being critiqued or getting criticized, right. and then you automatically go on the defensive because right. that used to be you. you I would say something to you, so. and you would go on the defensive, like, and I'm like, what? And then you, once you went on the defensive, you didn't want to talk about it. You uh, were like, I, I okay, shut down at that point. Yeah, and so that was one of the things that we had to go. This is not working. This, this in the beginning. It was like, this is not working. We, we revert back to that sometime because we we're, we're, first of all, we're all human guys. So it's not like, Oh, we do it perfect. And Oh, you never get in your feelings. Sometimes we do, you know, but we have to remind ourselves, is this a critique? Is this criticism? And also do I want stop being on the defensive and allow him to speak or allow me to speak to him and not be on the defensive. Cause what happens is the majority of times is that you're so much in your feelings when they start off the first sentence that you don't hear anything else. You've already sort of fortified an answer. You already yeah. sort of getting your answer together. You're already ready to rebuttal. You're already about to get, get your say what you need to say now because now that you feel like your feelings is hurt, I'm going to hurt your feelings too. Yeah, and no. it could just be us. I'm just saying, but no. that's how we would do things. And it went from it went from actively listening mm-hmm. to I just need you to get to the period mm-hmm. so I can make my statement. So I can make my statement. And right. The, yeah, and the one thing the one thing for us is that what we had to learn is that throughout this whole process of, of feelings and and not taking things personal, it's just we had to build a trust there. Yeah. Because being honest, in the beginning I don't think the trust wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. For me not to be in my feelings by a statement that you make, mm-hmm. I have to know, I have to consider the source. Mm-hmm. I have to know that your best interest mm-hmm. is mine. Right. I have to know that no matter what we go through, you're never going to intentionally hurt me. Mm-hmm. You're never going to intentionally mm-hmm. turn against me. Right. You're never going to intentionally do anything mm-hmm. to, to hurt me. Right. And if I don't know that, mm-hmm. if I don't have that foundation set, right, then it's real easy for me to take offense to your feelings. And also thinking that because it's your spouse that they they can speak to you any kind of way. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that you have to teach someone how to treat you. Whether it's your spouse or not, I don't care if you're married. I don't I don't care if you're about to get married. You have to teach people, but you have as as my husband always say, you got to use your words. Yeah. Which means that if someone you know, we were we were in a married. Um, what are we going to call that? It's amazing. We're in a married. Um, oh my gosh! Seminar class. Sem- yeah, I, I think we're in a marriage seminar. Yeah, marriage. we've been in it. This is actually our last week. This we, upcoming week. Yeah, yeah we've been in week. it for six weeks, and we always and we're people that in our marriage we want to learn. We want to learn. We want to glean. We're we're not. We just we love marriage and what marriage is. We love our marriage. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers, but we just like to hear different perspectives and we like to learn. So we're in a yeah in a basically a seminar workshop or whatever you want to say. That's for six weeks. We've been in it. And one thing that they did say is if you don't have the capability to say the correct words or give the correct response, take a moment. Walk away. Walk away. Tell that tell Develop that person a safe word, I need safe phrase, a moment. Yeah. I need some time to get with 
what you're saying before you automatically rebuttal, before you automatically go off, before you automatically get your your feelings hurt. You know, um, I have in the beginning of our marriage, I was the dropper shoer. I was waiting for the sh- what the shoe to drop. I had bad relationships before Sanchez, and I had bad relationships before Sanchez. I don't mean times I could say that. And so I was always waiting, not perfect at this, but always waiting for the the shoe to drop. Like he gonna leave. Oh my God. You know, so I never wanted to rock the boat per se, but I was, and so I didn't really want to get into, um, what I thought was going to be an argument or what I thought was going to be confrontation. And, and anybody who knows me, I am confrontational. Very um, aggressive. So, and very aggressive. And very I didn't want to bring that into my marriage because I knew that Sanchez had an aggressive spirit and we tell people this all the time yeah. and I had an aggressive spirit. And so all that could happen was the whole house blow the heck up. Mm-hmm. So we knew that we were aggressive people. Movie. Yeah. So we had to be, have the capability to go. And I, I had to like swallow a lot of stuff that I felt that he was critiquing me or criticizing me on, and I had to be quiet. I didn't have to. I chose to be quiet. But the moment that I something something I don't know one we had a big one, and something happened, and I knew that I had to say something, and I didn't choose my words properly. I went all the way live because I had held it in so long. Yeah, you went left. Yeah, I went left on that, and um, but then I said no. I gotta we gotta learn this thing. We gotta learn how to talk to each other. We gotta learn how to rephrase the words that yeah. we say because in actuality when we don't then we are harming each other yeah, and i want to go back to something real quick it's that the part about feelings when it comes to a relationship whether you're <clears throat> married whether you're engaged whether you're thinking about marriage mm-hmm. is that for, for the feelings conversation to go well mm-hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna harp on this because it's very important mm-hmm. that the foundation of trust has to be yeah there which is something that's not going to happen overnight because trust is earned. Trust yeah. is not given. Yeah. Just because I say I love you mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean I trust you. Mm-hmm. And just because you say you love me doesn't necessarily mean I trust that. Yeah. So that foundation has to be set. So when you're having that I feel conversation, mm-hmm. the, the your, your spouse, your better half, your, your significant other understands that it's not an attack against you. Yeah. So you have to do everything. So – understands that you have to choose your words very carefully at all times you do whether you're having a good conversation whether you're having a debate whether you're having conflict whatever the situation is you have to choose your words very carefully at all times you do one of the things that i had to tell myself when it comes to feelings and the feelings conversation and how to deal with feelings especially in a marriage yeah is that my ultimate goal is to always protect my wife Mm-hmm. And even if that means protecting her from me, right? My, I have to always protect her. So that means that there are times that I can't just say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I can't do what I want to do because it's not in her best interest. Right. And so I have to be very careful because like my wife touched on, because we're both very aggressive people mm-hmm. and because we understand who we are and we know that there are some times where our mouths can be very deadly. Ooh, there is a life and death in and the, the power of the tongue. And, and we know how to and use we it. know how to use it. And we know how to say something to push a button on our loved ones, our significant other who yeah. we have a relationship with. We know how to do that. But I think that's how we came up with um, the free fall for the family for us, because you could say what you wanted to say as long as you was respectful. Yeah. And everybody in that circle had to listen, even if it 
they disagree because that doesn't mean that I'm trying to change your mind. But what I am trying to do is give you my perspective. And one thing, and I learned this very early on in life. I learned it. I had the privilege of back in high school being a part of a peer mediation team. Mm -hmm. So, and then we touched on it yesterday and Mm -hmm. we touched on it over the weekend in our marital seminar as well. It's and it's very simple. It's called I statements. Mm -hmm. One way that you can help when you're having those feeling conversations Mm -hmm. is that change what you say instead instead of saying you, Mm -hmm. you say I. Yeah. So instead of saying you make me feel Mm -hmm. or you did this, you change that statement and say I. Mm -hmm. I feel. I see it this way. I feel this way. And and once you start changing that verbiage and saying I instead of you, mm-hmm. instead of it becomes less of an attack against that yeah. person and more you just expressing yourself in that moment. And also just saying, I think I heard you say, because we have a tendency of um, thinking that we hear something that the other person did not say. So it's, it's always, I think I heard you say, or something in, of that way, just so you can get to hear it right because we think we hear one thing but it's another you know it's totally so different so so once again so just and we're not gonna we're not gonna continue to, to harp on particular feelings mm-hmm. but it's very important to understand that the only way that feelings conversation is going to work and i know i've said this before but to me it's the most important thing the only way for the feelings conversation to work properly where you're both engaged where you're both gleaming from the conversation, where you're both understanding and, and getting an understanding and no one is being cut off and no one is being shortchanged and no one is feeling underappreciated. The best way to have that conversation is by allowing the trust, that foundation of trust to be there. Right. Because and really for all the fives that we're going to that we're going to go through, you have to have that foundation of trust. Yeah, I believe that. So the other one is friends and so what do you mean friends when i say by friends is you and your spouse are best friends and we we got that y'all are best friends y'all love each other but you still do have to have some individual friends like for us you know we have what we call e-groups so we're St. Jesus in a, in a men a men a men's group and i'm in a women's group outside of him Um, I have a group of female friends that I adore and love that I can talk to. And a lot of times we're not even talking about marriage. We're talking about what's our dreams, what's our aspirations, what's the next move, um, what we're going to do next, where we're going to vacation, what we're going to do. And you need that. That doesn't mean that you don't love your spouse. They're not amazing, incredible. And you, I want them. We want them to be your best friend. But what we are saying is sometimes you need some other people to to throw things off about or talk to other than marriage. Now, I'm not telling you to go tell your friends your business and before you talk to your husband, you talk to your friends and you go to male bash him or husband bash him or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about a group of friends that's beyond the marriage as you talk your aspirations and your goals, your hashtag goal friends. You know, that's what I'm talking about. The things that you want to do with your life, the things that you want to do with your marriage. You you do ideas together. This is not a gossip group. This is not a group, girl, let me tell you what my husband did. This is a 
build each other up, love on each other, help build your marriage up in your relationship. Girlfriends are going to tell you, first of all, boo-boo kitty, you was wrong. You know, if you do want to share something, not someone like, girl, if I was you. We don't need that. But we do need friends because we need time away from each other to, as they just said, to miss each other. Yeah, I got to be able to miss you because <laughs> you are, no, all jokes aside, you are truly my best friend. I say that and I'm, I say that with confidence and there I is, say that with confidence. There is yeah. no other person above you in my life. It truly goes God, wife, everything else. So you are absolutely my best friend in life. However, with that being said, I do have close male friends mm-hmm. and one thing you touched on, and I, I'm glad we had this particular conversation because one question I've gotten and one question I get a lot from a male perspective is, mm-hmm. am I allowed to have female friends? Mm-hmm. And a lot of men ask that question, and it goes back to trust. Yeah. Okay. A, are you trustworthy? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Are you trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Do you have a track record? Of not being trustworthy. Right. Do you have a track record of, you don't really have female friends. You have, you have those. Let's, let's just leave what it. What was at, that face for? Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Good thing we weren't recording. Yeah, let's just. Lie. You, you have a lot of, you have a lot of friends with benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is, so, that's. The that's, FWB. Yeah, that's not a blanket. That's not a blanket answer to that question. Yeah. That is a case by case. That is what is comfortable. First of all, what is comfortable for your significant other? Right. Are And are they comfortable with you having female friends? Right. Right. And reason, are they comfortable? Do they know your female friends? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's one, how we've worked is because I've had female, fr- I have female friends. Mm-hmm. However, I don't have any female friends who are not friends with my wife. Right. So the female friends that I have, because yeah, I mean, I'm I still enjoy being around people. I still because I still enjoy having those additional conversations, and there's just a different perspective that you that you get from having a conversation with a woman mm-hmm. that you're not gonna get from having a, having a conversation with a male. Absolutely, there's different life lessons, there's different perspectives. So yes, I do have female friends. Mm-hmm. However, I do not have any female friends that a my wife doesn't know. Right. That B, my wife is not friends with. Mm -hmm. That C, my wife does not have contact with. Mm -hmm. There is no female in my life that my wife has not spoke with, broke bread with, had a conversation with, spent time with. Because if, for me, if they're a friend of mine, they have to be a friend of hers as well. Absolutely. And I think, too, when it comes to to friends, because I have got friends as well. Did that make sense? It made absolute sense. Okay. It did. It made sense. Um... But also, what I love about, because, and to be honest, the female friends, we female and guy friends are our friends. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they're our friends. But what I do appreciate and love about all the female friends, they will call me first and be like, hey, I'm about to call Sanchez. Is that okay? I want to ask him a question. Is that okay? They never just be like, oh, they ask. Like, it's the craziest thing. Because I'm like, you don't have to ask. And they be like, um, no. And my male friends do the same. They be like, no. <laughs> I'm asking you, is it okay first? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Because, because I'm thinking, my sure. Wife, because my wife is a wealth of information on a lot of different subjects. And she's very talented in a lot of different areas. So a lot of my male friends will reach out to her for assistance or help on something or information about something. But they go through me first. Yeah. Or well, they text message us both yeah, they at, the text message us both at the same time. Yeah, they text us both at the same time. 
and and here's the thing it's not that i'm not allowed to have male i mean female friends or i'm not allowed but it's just don't bring any contention in your home if you don't have to yeah and that's the thing and then also know yourself yeah know yourself know Know who you are know your spouse and and don't just bring any unnecessary tension in your home when it when it's not necessary. Yeah. And again, guys, we're not telling y'all what to do. This works for us. But we just telling you that people have been asking us about this whole friend thing. And I'm saying individually you need a group of female friends and a group of male friends that's gonna uplift you and build you up. I'm glad you said that because I have it was something it was a point I wanted to make, but I had lost it for a yes. moment. And you yes. saying that brought it back to me. Friends, there's a couple of different things that you need to understand. And right now I'm talking to males. This works for females too, but right now I'm talking to the male population. Talk to the brothers, baby. Be careful of who you surround yourself with. Yes, females too. Come on now. And here's what I mean by that. Because a lot of the times, especially men, we're very loyal Mm -hmm. when it comes to our guys. Yeah. Especially if we've been together for a long time, especially if if we've grown up together, so on and so forth. We're very loyal to our group. Yeah. Even if that group is not what's best for us at this stage in life. Mm-hmm. Because we have to understand when it comes to friends, friends come in stages. They come in seasons. Yeah. You have a fr- you have friends for the season in mm-hmm. life that you're in. Right. Now, there's some friends who are multi-talented and can rock with you through all seasons. Mm-hmm. Not and, rock with you. And there's some friends. You, you have some summer friends. Mm-hmm. You have some spring friends. It's true. You have some winter friends. Mm-hmm. You have some fall friends. Yeah. And what happens is that. Don't get that confused. Yeah, because a lot of the times what we try to do, we try to take our summer friends into winter. Yes, sir. And they're not built for it. They're not, they're not ready for it. They're not ready for it. And that's okay, too. It is. And what, what the conversation I'm having with, with my men right now is that for my men who are in a relationship, in a good relationship, mm-hmm. in a marriage those single friends, just be careful sometimes because the perspective is different. Right. Because, and I'm, I'm, I want to say this without stepping on any toes, but I, I kind of want to step on toes. Don't listen to every voice that's, that's in your ear. Mm-hmm. Because. That goes for ladies too. Yeah, because just because they may mean well for you and just because they may think they want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. If they're not in that same situation, they're not gonna they're not gonna truly always understand the stakes yeah. of, of what's going on. And I'll say this too, so we can get up off of friends, but friends know the difference between friends and associates. Yes. And that's something we taught our children all the time. It's like everybody everybody not your friend, baby, that's associate. You know, but you're like, because I knew her for three weeks. Ma, I met this girl, she, me and her best friends in a day. Or two, so be mindful. Know your definition of friendship, and know I think like Sanchez said, know who you can give what to because everybody can't handle everybody it. Everybody can't handle it. But I believe the goal is for females. If you have a group of women that are your friends, you're not really talking about your marriage. You're talking about what uplift you, what make you feel good. How can you work on yourself? You should have girlfriends that make you want to work on yourself. Girlfriends who want to make you work on your marriage. Girlfriends who want to make you work on your career. You need girlfriends that make you want to be better. Hashtag goals, goal setters, you know, and I have like, I won't count certain ladies because they are my, my family, but they are my best friends as well. But I've got about, I can like hardcore for hardcore. That's not outside of my family. Then I have some other women and friends that are amazing, but for hardcore ladies and they know who they are 
they don't take no junk. They ain't taking no junk from me. If they see me falling off, if they see me going awry, if they, they pull see card on they it. pull my card on it, they see that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to and not living up to the fullest potential of not what they feel I should be, but what I've told them and where I'm going because we make ourselves responsible for each other. Yeah. They're gonna pull my card. And that's the kind of friends I'm talking about that make you be better not only in your marriage but in your whole life so like i said it's not a gossiping sesh session but we can go on and on about yeah, that hold on, one more thing but one more yes. thing on that and then also be careful when you look at your friends mm-hmm. one of the key things you want in a friend and a true friend mm-hmm. they have to have a short memory mm-hmm. here's what i mean by that when you're in a when you're in a relationship because we have a tendency of, of venting to our friends. We do. We have a tendency of saying, well, this is going wrong, or they did this, or she did that, or he did Cause that. Because you're trusting them with because it. Because you're trusting them with it. And then in two weeks, you and your person, you and your spouse, or you and your better half, y'all are good. Mm-hmm. But then now the friend remembers mm-hmm. what you've told them. And bring it back up. And bring it back up. Yeah. Or now they're around They're around your, your lady or, or your guy. With attitude. Now, now they have an attitude <laughs> or they're treating them different because of what you told them. Uh-huh. Be careful what you say. Yeah, so it's it's twofold in that. It's A, make sure your your close, your core friends, make sure they have short memories. And then also B, just be careful in, in what you sh- I would always take a moment before <laughs> before you vent. Go to the Lord first. Take a moment. And and see, okay, is this something? Am I just feeling this way? Just for am I am I going back to my feelings just for a moment? Does this really need to be shared in this way right now? This really what I feel. You know, is this something that I want? Is this something that I want my closest friend to remember about my spouse? Mm -hmm. Just weigh your options. I think too. Again, we're we're still here, Um, but you also got to know your core friends. True. You know what I'm saying? If you got some core friends and if the only thing y'all talking about is your husband and what he does, you're not talking about anything else. Let's 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 you need to be a little bit more versatile in your friends and your core friends. Because again, I really believe core friends are not just talking about marriage. Core friends are talking about what's good for you, what you're gonna do with your life, your latter years, talking about finances, talking about vacations, talking about businesses, talking about entrepreneurship. Because you and your spouse or your person that you think other always talking about relationships. You need someone else that's going to also talk about those other things. Right. And those other things you talk about with your um, spouse as well. But every now and then, I really believe in a marriage and a relationship, you still need. Don't get married and kick and then don't have no friends, people. I, I'm not a firm believer of that. Just know the core friends that you choose. But we're going to get off that. We're going to okay. get off that. So we're going to move to the so Because some people are going to agree to disagree, and it's okay. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, I feel good about it. So out of the five, we've only touched on two. Jesus. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the Ooh. third. So the third F is family. Family. Now, family is a very touchy oh, subject. Oh, my God. Because family has caused divorce. Ooh, family and finances have been yeah, family, the divorce makers. Family has caused fights. Yes. Family has called people getting cussed out. Yes. And so let's, let's discuss family. I think with family, I love family. My God. Um, but I think sometimes we give family too much power. Yeah. And not relationships. Please, first of all, say it again for people in the Yeah, back. we give family too much power. And I think that um kind of something that Sanchez said 
um, as well earlier. You have to be careful what you give family because now family's different than friends. They don't have short term memory at all. They remember everything. They like elephants. They remember everything. And so you got to be careful what you give. And I would say, please, like I tell you with the friends, go on to the Lord first before you tell your mama about your wife. Or your girlfriend. I think you need to go to the Lord first. Same thing, ladies. Go to the Lord first before you tell your daddy or your mama about your husband and your spouse. And I'm going to tell you why. Because what you've done is, and that's for friends too. They kind of go, friends and family kind of go hand in hand to be honest. Yeah, especially in this particular situation. Yeah, because what you do is you open the door for opinion. So now you can't get angry that you've opened this door and your family members got an opinion. Yeah. You did that. Now, if your father you, call your if your father calls your husband a bum, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you can't get mad because you gave him all the ammunition to call him a bum. Yes, the day that you were mad, the day that you were angry, the day that you just was venting didn't mean it because words is almost a cause and effect. No, to it's, be honest. it's not almost. It's <laughs> a cause and effect. You have to be careful and the family and make a decision what you want your family to look like because everybody. Okay, for instance, Sanchez and I are very, we love family. Adore our family. They're amazing. They're incredible. But early on in our marriage, we realized that we can't get our family involved in everything. And then we had to put our family, me and him, and the kids first and foremost. We knew that. The goal was to raise our children, get them out the house. Look at the Lord. We have succeeded on that. Thank you, Lord. Um, But, and also understanding that everybody don't need to know every thing. Some things just got to go to the Lord. And I think you, 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 all things gotta go <laughs> yeah, to well, the Lord. all things got to go to the Lord, but you have to be careful with family. Now, family's not a bad thing. We love our family. I got a, a mother-in-law cousins that married into this family. Love them, love them, love them. But I know their position and their space. There's a reason that Genesis two twenty four says, mm-hmm. this is why, that is why a man leaves his father and his mother and mm-hmm. is united to his wife and mm-hmm. they become one flesh. Th- there's a reason for that. Yeah. And yes, family's wonderful. Yes. And, and family is amazing and family got you to a certain point and family is there for you. And yeah, I am not, we are not saying forsake your family. We just saying what the board said. However, <laughs> the hierarchy, if, especially when you're married, mm-hmm. the hierarchy has to be and this, I will not back down on this. To me, this is not opinion. To me, this is fact. I will never back down on this particular mm-hmm. statement. In marriage, the hierarchy has to be God, wife, children, everything else. Yeah. It has to be. And from a wife's aspect, it has to be God, husband. So it has to be God, marriage, yeah. and then everything else. And yeah. everything else is children, family, finances, dreams, vacation. Yeah. But nothing can come in between that 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 space between God and marriage. Yeah, because you have to be careful of traditions. Tra- yeah. Traditions. And I think a lot of times that we come in with our traditional thoughts of what marriage is or our traditions of what our family did. And then he come in, well, well that's not the traditions my family did. And, and but now understand that when you come together to get married and the Bible tells you that you have to cleave to one another and leave, that means leave all those traditional ideas and start traditions of your own for your family, even if your family does not understand. Because right now we're talking about your family, not the family. Yeah, because you some, know? And, it's, and it's something as simple. Christmas. 
one of our one of our fights early on in our marriage yes. was something as simple as Christmas. Yes. Because <laughs> my wife's family had a tradition of at midnight. At midnight. They open gifts. Come on, somebody. Come on. So, who ain't who you that's that's mandatory. Yeah. You're mandatory. Christmas Eve, midnight, <laughs> and they start opening gifts. Yes. I, my family's tradition was you go to bed, mm-hmm. and then you wake up early Christmas morning, mm-hmm. and then you open gifts. Wasn't that cute? Just run out with your little pajamas on. Yeah. And so something as simple as that, because we never had a conversation Station. in the beginning. Right. <laughs> about things like that. Mm-hmm. About family traditions. Family traditions. About, well, and to be honest, we never even really had a family about, okay, tell me about your family. family traditions. Yeah, we never, never had a conversation. We never had that conversation. And so something as simple as what are we doing on Christmas yeah. night or Christmas morning yeah. ended up being an argument over nothing over when it nothing. didn't have to be. Or we didn't talk about Thanksgiving traditions where where do where do we go? Do we because my family we all go to one designated space. It used to be my grandmother right. before she passed away, and of course she was in New York. But or when my mom lived here in Charlotte, you like it would always be mommy's house, and as we never discussed it, not thinking that his family would be offended, like every year. But when we first got married, y'all over there. Right. And then when we switched up with his family, then my family was like, oh, so y'all not coming here? So we had to have a, a real discussion and talk with my mom and everybody and go, hey, we can, we're going to fix this. we just going to stay home. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it was too much work yeah. until we sat down and had a compromise and had real conversation like, okay, this Thanksgiving, let's just go walk out with mom. If that's the case, then we'll go visit your family for dessert. We had to figure that out, but yeah. we really didn't talk about family traditions. We just felt we the ones that we had were good, and we were going to bring them in the marriage, and we were just going to do them not knowing that they were not. We should have known that, but that they were not the same. Because here's the thing. So here's how you counteract family. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that term, counteract. Because, yes, I'm going to go back to it. Family is beautiful. It family is amazing. Is wonderful. We love you guys. We love you. Love your family. But, however, you have to understand that you have to do what's best for your, your family. family first. Yes. Once you once you say, I do, mm-hmm. once you under, under God and country and you say that this is the person that you're spending the rest of yeah. your life with, yeah. at that point, that becomes your nucleus. Yeah. That becomes your family. Yeah. And you have to base your traditions. You have to base your foundation. Your on rituals. Your rituals. Tools, all those things. You have to base that best on what's best for your, your family. family. Your immediate family. Yeah. And and the best way to, and the only way to do that is that early on, you have to sit down and Communicate have that. those conversations. You have to talk about birthdays. Yes. You have to talk about family reunions. Yes. You have to talk about Christmas. You have to talk about things like that. You have to you have to have those conversations Stations. early on so when the time comes you know what you're doing. Because what I did not know cuz we didn't discuss it was Sanchez is really not into Valentine's Day. I can't stand Valentine's he Day. He don't I didn't even he don't celebrate it. I, don't. I was like what does who and what and why? I mean, just don't. He's like, I love you all the time, but we came in. You know, it's Valentine's Day. I'm I, Valentine's Day. All the kids get balloons. She stay mad. At me all too. the kids get candy. I celebrate it. I make hard cakes. I mean, I'm that person. Never considered that he wasn't until I ain't get a card. And I'm looking at him like, player. Um, and then he said, he said, well, baby, 
our anniversary is February 7th. Yeah. And Valentine's Day on the 14th. And I love you every day. So why are we celebrating? So we had to come to some middle ground on that, that he understand that that was important to me. That, that But we never, yeah. ever, dis- I mean, I know it's, it's something simple, guys, but we never discussed I'm, it. It's not that I'm cold-hearted. It's not that I don't, I don't like love. I, uh, I earnestly don't consider Valentine's Day a real holiday. It's a man-made consumer day that <laughs> was created <laughs> that was created by a, a card company mm-hmm. in order to sell cards and candy. Mm-hmm. I, I love you. I love you every day. Right. I do you, something for you. Do show it. I do something for you every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I I buy you stuff all the time. Yes, you do. That's and true. so for me, it couldn't. And caught in my own, going back to feelings, caught in my own feelings. Caught in your feelings. You know, for me, I was like, why am I doing this on one random day that really doesn't mean anything? Yeah. Not realizing, hey, step back, peel back the layers. It's not about, it's not about you, Sanchez. It's about her. It's important to her. Right. And then I had to respect that he wasn't going to make a big deal out of it. Once we discussed it. Once we had the conversation. Once we had the conversation and we discussed it, I realized he's not going to make a big deal out of it like I do. But that doesn't negate or stop me from making a big deal out of it. Right. I had to get out of my feelings and be like, oh, since he ain't doing that and watch what happened. No. What in the... Heebajibas, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. Stay consistent, and that's another thing in marriage. Stay consistent into who you are. If there are things that you love, if Valentine's Day is what you love and your spouse is not really into it and you only get a card and some flowers, fine. If you've been doing a whole bunch of balloons and you've been doing Valentine's dinner, continue. Don't stop doing what you're doing because that your significant other doesn't have that kind of feelings. And then the significant other understand that that is what they love to do. Let them do it. Yeah. And I think that's what I loved about him. He was like, okay, I'll baby is I, I'll get you. I'll get you some card. I'll get you some flowers and I'll just let you do it. And, and the more now he'd be like, okay, so we haven't found some dinner. Like, you know, like he knows now, but before it wasn't like that. And he's still not a big Valentine's. Let me make no, no mistake. Still not. He's still not. I love you, her. I don't love Valentine's. <laughs> but we discuss, and I think that's what you have. Don't think that all of your family traditions that was in the family is going to happen in your family. Yeah, and here's here's another thing. For a successful marriage, mm-hmm. you have to be an adult. Yeah. And what I, I'm not talking about age. Yeah, come on now. I'm talking about in your mental. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in your emotional. Yeah. I'm talking about in your perspective on yeah. life. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to grow up because you can be a 17-year-old adult. Yeah. If yeah. mentally you're prepared. Yeah. And so here's why I say that is that to deal with family, the first thing you have to do is that you and the person you're marrying, you have to sit down and outline what you want for your family. Mm-hmm. And then once you sit down and outline what you want for your family, mm-hmm. at that point, you need to bring all the families together mm-hmm. and as a whole, as a unit, and you need to sit down and you need to do a presentation for them. Yeah. The hardest thing I think for me and Sanchez right now in 2020 is minding our business when it comes to our grandbaby. Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord. Well, Jesus. hold on. To be honest, it's harder for you than it is for me. Yeah, it is. Because I just want to go over there. I just want to hug him. I just want to see him. But I have to realize, not that I'm asking permission. 
I feel like I am. No, you do. But you I do. I just can't roll up because I just want to see my grandbaby. Like, hey, I'm here because I'm the grandmother. That's not how it works. I had to be mature and go, that is their family. And that's, I have. That's their family. That's their family. That's their house. That's their house. We're not contributing. We ain't contributing nothing to, that house, to nothing. To nothing. And I have to respect if they go, not today. The first time I heard not today. Oh, you were salty. Who to my feelings? Oh. Ooh. Oh, she cussed. Oh Lord! Oh, she cussed my son out. Oh, I ain't say it to him, but oh, oh my God! Oh, she cussed oh. my son out. <laughs> but then I had to realize they're making the traditions and the rituals and the movement that is best for their family. And yes, he's our grandson, and yes, he's the first one, and yes, he's amazing. But that is their family, their son, their house, their rules, and their regulations. And I have to respect that, and I have to let them tell me when it's okay. And them tell me, and not me be like, well, I'm kind of, no, it don't work that way, sweetie. You, yeah. you don't run nothing over here in this house, because I wouldn't want Sanchez's mom to come tell me what I need to do or what I am going to do when this was my house and I'm the queen of this house. So all of my children, all of my sons have queens of their houses yeah. and we respect it. It is so difficult. I didn't think it would be difficult because with the queens of their houses, I didn't have a problem. I was like, ladies, you know, I don't come visit all the time. Is it something that you need? They run the show. I said, well, my legs crossed, but when this grandbaby came, some had told me I had card blanc. <laughs> like, I thought I had the black card. So I could just. Do what and you it wanted to do. And it wasn't like that. So you have to stand. Like, they, my my son and, and, and his girlfriend and that baby, they stay in their ground. Yeah. They don't change nothing. They don't care how nobody feels. They're going to stick with their family rules, what they want for their baby, and tell who can come in and out their house. And here's the thing. And once again, I touched on Fanonce. I should have said fanonce. His fanonce. Sorry. Here's the thing. <laughs> The underline through all this is trust. Yeah. Now, for to to get to get her family off you, or to get his family off you, the family has to understand mm -hmm. that they can trust you to take care of their most precious. Mm -hmm. Because you got to understand. Because I'm, and I don't want to sound hypocritical, but when the time comes mm -hmm. for our little girl to get married and to start a family mm -hmm. i'm not gonna make it easy on this dude no i'm not me neither to you be have honest. to you have to prove to me that i can trust you to take care of my little girl right because if you can't prove to me that i can trust you to take care of my little girl we're gonna have problems yeah and it's the same thing ladies if you can't prove to that mother yeah. That she that she can trust you to take care of her baby yeah. boy. Yeah. Is you're gonna have problems. The family the the marriages that don't have a lot of issues from in laws is when they've established up front that A, they mean good to the person they're marrying. Right. That they can uplift the person they're marrying, mm -hmm. that it, they're enhancing the person they're marrying mm -hmm. and they're not taken away. You know what? Ooh, Sanchez, I'm going to hit you. Because back in the day or before, not us, but just people always say, my mother-in-law's in our business because she don't have a life. Until right. you, Or my father-in-law's in our business because he doesn't have a life. Or he's over here cutting the grass and doing things that, you know, the husband needs to do because he doesn't have a life and he's bored. But I just, when you said that, that gave me a, come on, somebody, that gave me an aha moment. It's because, unfortunately, there's something in your parent 
that don't trust. That don't trust you're gonna do that it. That don't trust the other the other significant one. Yeah. You know that doesn't trust. I think for me, I just when you that was an aha moment. I don't mess with the guys because the queens that they have. They you know don't need me. You know they're taken care of. They don't need me. They these queens got it. Now if the if the guys if the boys call me and be like, hey, mom, blah 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 blah, which they do because we just be like that. We just have we just like we just uh, mother and sons that's just crazy together. But anyway, but in actuality, in the decision making, I don't make it. No. Anything and also if 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 the girls if if I get involved in something, I've already spoken to the girls for their buy in about what I think it should be because what I don't want to do is be in the middle of that and make the girls feel like he, they always got to run to their mama, which was very difficult because me and my sons are very close. So I had to be the one, the bigger person to go back off, yeah. back your behind all the way off and go sit your tail down. Now with Morgan, it's a little bit more easy with our daughter. It's a little bit more easy because right now she is married, but she's married to getting her master's degree. Yeah, she's married to school. So she's married to school. So Sanchez hasn't really had to consume himself yeah. with that right now. Oh, but it's coming. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and, and I get that and I understand, but like I said, to go back to it, it's trust. Yeah. Because one of the hardest things for a parent to do, mm-hmm. whether it's a female child or whether it's a male child, yeah. one of the hardest things for a parent to do is to release their child to someone else's care. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's basically what you're doing. That's what you're doing. doing. Ooh, come on. You are releasing your, you are releasing your child to someone else's care. Right. And as a parent, I have to know that I'm releasing my child to someone who is truly going to take care of my child, whether it's my male, whether, because for the longest time, my youngest son, I didn't rock with any of his girlfriends. You didn't want to see nobody. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want because <laughs> I didn't trust that they had his best interest at heart. Yeah. Until this one came along. Until this one came. Until until the wonderful until the wonderful young lady he's with yes, now came along. We love her. And she showed me. Yeah. And and you know and Good. she she showed yeah. me that a that she was capable of loving my son the mm-hmm. way he needed to be loved. Right. That she was capable of taking care of my son. Mm-hmm the way he needed mm-hmm. to be taken care of and that she was capable of just being secure in who she was yeah. regardless of him Rego- outside of him she outside was, of she him. had something else outside yeah, of him outside of that relationship Shit. outside of him she yeah. was secure she was comfortable and she was okay with her yeah. and at that moment i knew my son was okay, okay. I backed off. I was and, able to back and off. And knowing that she could handle the good and the bad, because we've seen the good and the bad between yeah. them. Um, actually, we've seen the good and the bad between all of them, all actually. Of them, yeah. um, and the queens that they're with, and they were able to maneuver and do that all on their own. And I think, I love you as parents. I love family. But sometimes you got to mind your business because everything may not go the way you think it could go or the way, again, going back to traditions and families and ritual, it may not look like your family. It may not look like, you know, we know for sure that all of them don't look like anything. We've They all have different yeah. relationships and what they do. And so we got to know when to not. And then we won't say we, me. Sanchez like mind your business baby sit down and this is in the beginning and I had to realize sit my behind down and mind my business if they ask us then absolutely you know and the one thing that we always say to them now well we've been saying it for a long time are you venting or do you want, or yeah. do you want a response because I think that w- that's what got us through adulthood with them and yeah. and, and 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 being um adolescents and on we always ask them are you venting 
or you want us to say something. Because again, when you open the door, you open the door to my, listen to the words, my perspective and my opinion. And just because I'm your mother or since she's the dad does not mean that it's written in stone and it's always right. Yeah. And just, and then we're, the last thing we're going to say on family, then we're going to yeah. move to the next F. Be careful. Don't get mad if your family is involved in the good, if you're always bringing them into the bad. Yeah, right. So don't be, don't be the person who, well, you know, my family's always involved or her family's always mm-hmm. involved. You know, if, if you're the type of person that you, when, when things are going wrong, you're always pulling, pulling them your in. family in. Yeah. But yeah, when yeah. things are, when things are okay, you want them to mind, mind their, their business. business. Right. We just told you family is elephants. Yeah. They remember, they remember everything. They don't do short term memory. They don't, but you're right. We're going to get on, get on to the, get on, right, get on. So let's go, let's we, I don't even know. We should have did these. these you right. could be, we could be here all day, like all it. day. I like it. So Ooh, this one right here. All right, so we're going, so we're moving to the fourth F. Oh, Lord. All right. So to recap, so we've talked about feelings. We've talked about friends. We've talked about family. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about one of the, Whew. one of the leading causes of divorce. And this is statistic. This is not me <laughs> joking. Not just us. Yes. This is not just me hyperbole for the podcast. Yes, come on, hyperbole. This is statistic. Yes. One of the leading causes of divorces, especially in the first couple of years of marriage. Yes, my God. Is the big F. The big F. Finances. So let's talk about finances. My God. So let's talk about how in the beginning of our marriage, we did not have a conversation about finance. We did not have we a did. conversation about finances. We did not discuss how you felt about Ooh, money. Y'all. We did not discuss how I felt about money. No. We didn't discuss how you viewed money. We didn't discuss how I viewed money. Yes. We didn't discuss if I if I was a saver or a spender. Come on. We didn't discuss if you were a saver or a spender. You just lo- I just loved you. <laughs> we didn't discuss do you like paying bills? bills. <laughs> We didn't discuss. Do you pay bills? bills? Have you been? I mean, we he had he was living in the house doing his own thing, but we just yeah. I don't know. We y'all. didn't discuss if you're the type of person that pay your bills as soon as you get the bill in, or right. pay your bill once they threaten to turn stuff off. Yes, we did not. We just was living on love. Yeah, we didn't. We knew we made money. We worked together. Yeah. We knew how much money we made. We didn't discuss what's your credit score. Do you, you got a credit, credit score? score? <laughs> Yo, just thinking about, I said, yo, I'm so hood sometimes. Yo, I did it again. But anyway, (laughs) just thinking about that, that, as you're rattling it off, I'm like, that was supposed to be real conversation. We just loved each other. We just loved each other. Listen to me, people. Discuss, discuss financial, what the? Uh, Sound like you said five fishes. What did I say? The five fishes and (laughs) loaves. Yes. Multiply, Jesus, multiply. Um, but discuss, discuss finances because you don't want to be married seven, eight, nine, ten. ten what? Okay, I'm going home, y'all. I am home. You are but y'all know what I'm saying. And just be discussing the finances because yeah. finances is the leading cause of divorce. And if you're dating, um, you need to communicate that. If you're about to get married, you need to communicate. Don't walk on eggshells with this particular conversation. I need you to stomp yeah. in the room. Here's, here's seriously. Here's my here's something I wish someone would have told me. Yes. Before we got married, as you're sitting down and making the wedding plans, mm-hmm. as it, since you're going over the cake 
and you're going over the flowers <laughs> and you're going over the venue mm -hmm. and how many people in your family come in and here's, here's also what you need to do mm -hmm. you need to print out your last three bank statements come on somebody from all your accounts you listen to me i listen to you <laughs> You need to print out your credit report. Come on, somebody. From all three credit reporting agencies. Come on, somebody. The who? Credit reporting. Credit reporting, reporting agencies. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And you and your fiance, 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 need to block out about three or four hours mm -hmm. and sit down and go line by, by line, line of your bank accounts, mm -hmm. of your credit reports. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. And I understand I've turned off some people mm -hmm. because I know there's still some people who believe because their grandmama told them, Jesus, don't let the left hand know what the, the right, right hand, hand is, is doing. doing. Right. I get that. Mm -hmm. But however, that's not a successful marriage. It's not successful. And I'm just being honest. That it, is not mm -hmm. secrets in a marriage is never an effective successful marriage especially when it comes to finances and you saying y'all gonna live this life forever and ever but i don't know what bank account you got i don't know how much the bills are i don't know anything about you financially Nothing. you got your account i got mine and i understand that some people have accounts because they want to secretly purchase stuff and all. we ain't talking about that we 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 because those accounts still can be known about you, you see what yeah. I'm saying? We're not talking about that. But we're talking about straight up just not giving your significant other the information that they need for the family. Yeah, because here's the thing. Because I need to know up front if you're a saver or a spender. Yes. You need to know Ooh, up front. that was hurtful when we really did that yeah. lesson. If I'm a, if, if I'm, you need to know if I'm a saver or a spender. Yeah. We need to know. I need to know, okay, do you have good credit? credit? Yeah, yeah. Do you not? I need to know your thought process on credit. Yeah. I need to know how you feel about, I need to know these things because one day we may want to purchase something, something together. Yeah. And what, and what I don't want to, do? yeah, I don't want to be surprised when we sit down and talk to a loan officer or talk to a, a car salesman or whatever we're trying to mm -hmm. do. And they say, well, uh, Mr. Crenshaw, you know, you're good. But, but let's talk about Miss Crenshaw. Her credit score 323. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, what? That's not. <sighs> and also, here's the thing when it comes to finances too. Know your own. You should, first of all, you should know your credit score. Know thyself. You know thyself. And we are huge Dave Ramsey. So we try to play everything with cash. Y'all don't even understand. We got the little cash envelopes. We got the little savings. We got it all. But what I am saying is still know your credit, your credit score, just in case you can't pay in yeah. cash. You know? We and once again, we are not sponsored by Dave Ramsey. We are but not, but it's we, the most incredible thing yeah, we've ever done. I would sit, tell any couple. Yes. Um, especially in, especially a couple that's about to get married. Go through financial peace Go first. through the financial yes, peace seminar. please, Lord. And I don't care if you've been married two days or 200 years. Mm -hmm. if, if you're not financially where you want to be, See? because there's some couples that's doing it beautifully and they're where they need to be. But they're rocking it out. And they're rocking it out. And I commend you and 300% oh. and, and to you. I love you 3,000. But if you're a person that's still trying to figure this financial thing mm -hmm. out, I would recommend to any couple to go through the financial peace seminar. Yes. And get and get the financial principles down early. Early in the game. Because, and, and we've touched on this before, and men, I don't think a lot of men understand this, Yeah, is that the biggest issue that a wife will have with you. While this, while this divorce thing happens, go ahead. If mm -hmm. she feels unsecure. Yeah. And it has... Mm -hmm. 
unsecure. Yeah, she feels unsecure, and it's not. And don't get don't, unsecure mixed up with insecure. Right. Come because on, it's somebody. two different it's things. Two different things. Because insecure is self. It's mm-hmm. I'm not confident in who I am. And, right. Feeling insecure is that my foundation is rocky. It's rocky. Yeah. And men, that concrete is breaking con- up. Yeah, men, <laughs> we can't control her insecurity. Cannot. Oh, but we can control her feeling insecure. Yeah. We control that every day. We control that by what we say to her. Mm-hmm. We control that by how we treat her. We control that by how we handle finances. Yeah. We that we handle. And the reason that marriages break up is because we're not having those conversations mm-hmm. up front. We're not having those financial conversations. She doesn't know what's going on right. with the finances. It'll be amazing. You'd be amazed at how many women that my wife has spoken with or how many couples that we've spoken with. That. Ooh, that hurts when where, I hear it. Unfortunately, something happened to the husband where the husband passed away and the wife had no, no clue. clue. She didn't know about the bill. She didn't know about the account. She, she didn't know about the debt. Access. She didn't know about the debt. debt. She didn't know about the life insurance policy. Nothing. She didn't, and she didn't know anything. Nothing. And, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, she, Yeah, she just didn't know anything. Well, she's didn't know anything, and that was so hurtful. So when they come talk to me, I'm looking like, what? Not judging, but like, okay, now that we're here, what do we do? But I don't want you to get there. And, and, and the crazy part about it is you have to understand that Sanchez and I have been working very hard at this. This was in the beginning of our marriage was one of the most difficult Things. Thank God we made the divorce was not an option. Yeah, we did that because Sanchez is the spender. Oh yeah, and I am the saver. I believe if I got a dollar, I should spend it. Right. He believe he make he work every day. He should get what he want. Sanchez is not a um. What's what I'm looking for? Looking at the pricer. Yeah. He walk up. He know he got money. He is purchasing it. I've I've weighed those <laughs> I've weighed those options before I walked in the store. I knew how much I walked in my pocket. Right. With. And if I couldn't afford it, I wouldn't have walked in the store. So what's I'm looking at the price for? I'm going to just get what I want. But that ain't what we discussed. You know, so we had to discuss what was the numbers. What could we do? It took a while. That's how we wound up with our 15-minute. 15 15-minute 15 financial meeting. Financial meeting once a month. I hate financial meetings. Now, let me explain something to you. The reason why it's only 15 minutes, because at the 15 minutes, Sanchez is gone. He's My left the building. His attention span is gone because it's not something that he wants to do. He wants to give me all of his money. He wants to just tell him that it's been paid, and he wants to walk away. That's that, But that's that trust factor. Yeah, but that's not how that works because if something happens to me, he doesn't know. What's going on? If I wanted to embezzle from the Crenshaw Corner, because that's we uh, Crenshaw uh, Corporation, we started. It started with Crenshaw Corporation. I could because he don't know nothing, and so I had to incorporate. Like, no, you gonna know, even if he didn't want to know. No, we had to go over receipts. The thing that he hated the most was when we got that three months of auditing, and it was like bills, what we needed what we wanted and miscellaneous. And that's how we found out that we were spending almost two to three hundred dollars a month eating and just out. Stuff. Yeah, and eating out. <laughs> eating out. And so once we saw the numbers, once Sanchez saw them, he was like, wait a minute. Because sometimes you can say you could talk all day, but you have to give your significant other, show them the numbers, yeah. and it becomes a reality check. That's why he's saying do three months of auditing. Do those things. I think the most craziest thing for me was he probably doesn't even remember. It was a long time ago in the beginning of our marriage when I finally was like, we got I was a, a saver and we gotta get on this road and Dave Ramsey and blah blah blah. And I asked him to write a letter to money. Do you remember that? Yeah, actually I do remember that. And he was telling money that he ain't never had it. <laughs> you know. So and and I and I was like, My God. So we never had that conversation about how he felt about money. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute. Because once again, going back to the third F family, mm-hmm. 
because our upbringing was so different. Yeah, true. Because my upbringing was, I was never taught money because mm-hmm. we didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So what am I teaching you something we ain't got for? Mm-hmm. So you worry about something we ain't got. <laughs> so I was never, you know, I was lucky enough to when I was growing up, and it's changed now. For some reason, they don't teach finances in school anymore. But I learned how to write a check mm-hmm. and about checking accounts and how to balance a checkbook. Right. I learned that in grammar school. Right. Right. You right. Know, it wasn't. It wasn't my family. Right. Sitting down and teaching mm-hmm. me about about checks and balances, about balancing your checkbook. Right. About if you got three dollars in your account, you can't spend four. Mm-hmm. You Come know, on. They didn't you just gave the bank twenty five. Remember when everything was twenty five dollars? Yeah. Is it 35 now? I think it's oh. 30, 32. I don't know. Thank don't God know. we don't know. We don't Thank know God anymore. we don't know. We, we've known before. Yeah. Or we've known before. But, and I, so I was never taught that. So just going, so going into our marriage, you know, when I first started making a little bit of money, mm-hmm. you know, I went crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it wasn't even a lot, you know, once I started making a little bit of money and I could start kind of doing what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, I did. And yeah. I lived, and you're right, I lived that philosophy. I work, I want it, I should be able to get it. Yeah, and we had a lot of arguments about that. We did. I, I don't like to call it arguments. I like to call it um, strong verbiage and conf- strong confrontation. Strong confrontation. Strong debating. Strong debating. Yeah, okay, I like strong debating. No, it, was an, it, was, it was an argument. <laughs> it, was, it was an argument. And, but rightfully so, you should because once, and I, I made the statement before, I was doing, I was living off short term, mm-hmm. you know, not thinking about the long-term replications of it yeah, because yeah, I yeah. was in my feelings Yeah, because I felt like I deserved it. I felt, felt like, like yeah. I needed it. I yeah. felt like I didn't have it. So now I need it right. and not realizing, okay, um, y'all might want to do, y'all might want to go on vacation. Right. You know, a car may break down. Kids need to go to college. You know what I'm saying? Kids may need something. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for us when it came to finances is I don't even know where this came from. I, I still think it came from Dave Ramsey. I don't know. Again, we're not sponsored by Dave Ramsey, but I believe it was when he started talking about, or I thought, I don't know, because um, I listen to his podcast as well. Are we gearing up and preparing ourselves for the older us? So I'm thinking I got it from him. I, I always say this. I don't know where I got it from. It yeah, could just be me. You always say it. But when we begin to think about, because we were getting older and going, do we have enough money? For older yeah. Sanchez and Angela, like, are we being fair to 60 and 70 year old Angela or are 60 and 70 year old Angela going to have to continue to keep working because 30 and 40 year old Angela didn't know how to be responsible financially and free, really free up Angela, 60 and 70 year old Angela, where she don't have to work. She can do what she want, how she want and not be stressed or wait or, or, or wishing that my social security check come. No disrespect to anybody else or waiting for that kind of check. And I think that's where the game plan changed for us tremendously. Yeah. Also, something else came to mind real quick. When you're sitting down and you're having because what's crazy is that um, these these people that's out here want to get married mm-hmm. and they will spend Four months mm-hmm. planning a wedding, but they won't sit down for thirty minutes. Come on now, and have an honest conversation about stuff. Come on, there's certain there's certain topics you have to have because money ain't going before pay. you get married. That's right, finances is one of them, and also side note, have the conversation about kids. Yeah, do you want kids? Yeah. We've do, had a lot of that going on. Do too you actually? Us. Do you want yeah. to be a parent? Yeah. Do Do you see yourself being a parent? Do you not care? 
Yeah. Have that conversation. Do not wait until you're married and then one person is thinking, oh, I can't wait to be a parent. And the other person is thinking, I can't wait to buy this car mm-hmm. because they don't want kids. Right. Have that conversation up front and be be prepared to have your feelings hurt. Yeah. Because you may have to make a hard you may have to make a hard choice. Yeah. Because you may have to ask yourself, can I live with this person knowing right. that they may never want kids? Yeah. And I can't go into it saying, oh, well, one day they may change their mind. mind. And I think that's where we make the mistake. Expectation versus reality, like we always talk about. The expectation is once we get married, that person's going to change their mind. Expectation is once we get married, they're going to be savers. I don't care how much he spent back in the day and always taking me to all these expenses. Because, see, they're they're flags, people. They're flags. They're flags. We just, well, at the time of the dating game, it's cute. It's attractive until you get married and that money become our money. And that money becomes, oh, my God, because even with children, have that conversation because children are expensive. They are. And you need to know when you want to do it, what year. I mean, you can't plan kids, but at least have that conversation because financially, you don't, you may, I don't believe that you're ever financially ready. You're never financially prepared for a child. For a child, trust and believe. Never. But you financially smart that when it does yeah. happen that you know what to do and you have something available. Because, and here's why it's also so important to have that particular conversation mm-hmm. up front. A, because it can it can lead to resentment. Yeah. That if three, four years into the marriage, now you want kids, and even though this person told you they didn't, now you're looking at them saying, well, it's time to have a child. Right. And they say, well, babe, I told you from well, the beginning, didn't. I don't want a kid. But also because if both of you do this, if both of you are, you know, we do want to raise a family, mm-hmm. we do want to have children, you know, that is in our future. Right. You need to start budgeting for that now. Yeah. You need to even, you know, even before the wedding, you know, you need to sit down and start budgeting yeah. that into it now. Exactly. So if you want to have, if you want to have kids three years into your marriage, four years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then you already have, you already starting that process of saving for them of that nest egg for them. So when the time does come, you're not scrambling around trying to figure out how you buy pampers, how you buying a crib, right? How do we need a bigger place? Right. And also too, someone going to have to stay home. Yeah. Not the entire time, but what if, you decide that you need to decide that too. If we have a child, do we want the baby in daycare? Cause that's costly. Or do we want to, for one of us to stay home, which is still costly. Very costly. You have to really talk about that when it comes to finances, you have to really go, okay, so how are we going to do that? And you know, I remember sitting with Sanchez and I was like, I was so frustrated and so aggravated. And I was like, I am tired of working for this company. And I was making very, very good money. And, um, to what we think very, very good money is. And um, I remember him saying to me, if you can prove to me, and I was looking at him like, excuse me? He said, if you can prove to me that we can live off just my income, just this one income, I don't have a problem with you leaving the job. Well, baby, he shouldn't have told me that because I went to work. And for two years, we lived off one, one income. income. I was a coupon queen. And this one, we had kids in the house. Yeah. I was a coupon queen. That's how I wound up doing Goodwill, besides the fact that we both lost our jobs. Goodwill started basically when we both lost our jobs, but right. we stayed with Goodwill um, for certain items in the house. That's how we became recipes and all this other stuff because I had to prove to him that if I really want to stop working and just take a mental break, because sometimes that just may happen. That we could do it, and yeah, and that's seriously, a, and that's another thing. <laughs> Those are 
come to finances, you have to have those conversations up front as well. Have the conversation. Ask your fiance. You know, do you want to work? Right. You know, do, do you see yourself, you know, in three years, do you see yourself still wanting to work? Do you see yourself wanting to, you know, branch out and do something different? Do a new thing. Do you, do you see yourself wanting to do a new thing? Being a business owner. You know, these are the conversations that yeah. you have to have up front that a lot of the times we don't have because we're scared of the answer. Yeah. And dig, digging, I'm sorry, baby. And digging deeper. I think the first thing you like, like you said, those, what Sanchez is telling you is dig deeper questions. Not the, how do you, how do you spend your money? Do you pay your bills on time? We took my, we took my credit reports and three months of stuff and digging deep. And do we want children? Because this, we talking about long-term life. Yeah. We're not talking about right now life. Because, and I, I know for some of, for some of my wonderful ladies out there who are in the process of planning their wedding, um, you may throw something at your, at your speaker right now when I say this, but during this process, the most important thing is not the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. That's not the most important conversation you need to have. Mm-hmm. The most important conversation is, um, babe, what's your credit score? Mm-hmm. Um, babe, how do you feel about bills? Yeah. Do you do you pay bills? Yeah. And are are you yeah. in debt? What is are you in debt? And if so, what is your debt? How much debt are you in? Do you have a Do you have a student loan? Mm-hmm. If you have a student loan, how much is your student mm-hmm. loan? Is it in deferment? Do you pay your student loan? Right. We file taxes. Are we filing jointly, filing separate? Mm -hmm. Are we filing jointly? Because if we file jointly, if you owe somebody, now I I owe owe somebody. somebody. So you you need to know that. And not even that. I think once you do this, guys, I think you should do that before you do the wedding. Before, Because once you do that, then you can know how much you can afford for a wedding. Because maybe the justice of the peace and a cute little white dress. Is best for you. Is best for you. And you take that money that you were going to spend, both of you, and clean up your credit report. Pay off your debt. Do all of those things instead of getting into more debt. Now, there's some people that we know for sure that got this thing down pat. They paid straight up for their wedding. They paid straight, straight cash, up, straight homie. cash for their vacation. Straight cash, homie. They are like Ashi and heroes. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. are, um, and so and we and we love them because they showed us. And we have older couples. We have friends who are literally millionaires, yeah. and that we've talked to about this thing. And it was like it wasn't that easy in the beginning of our marriage, but we had to learn this thing, and we had to be together, and we had to be honest about our finances. And also, here's why it's important to have these particular conversations yeah. up front. And I'm not. We're not trying to break up any relationship. Never. But. After you have these earnest conversations, mm-hmm. after you have these real conversations, at the surface, these conversations where you're afraid of the answer, but you still need to know it, you guys actually may decide it's not best right now for us to do this. To get married right now. It, it may be a situation where this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because it's real easy to get caught up in the concept of love. Mm-hmm. And the concept of being married. And people do it all the time. People mm-hmm. get caught up in the concept of love. Yeah. They get caught up in the concept of marriage. But then what when they, they re- think marriage What is. they think marriage Their is. Their fantasy. <laughs> the expectation of marriage. Versus the reality, But boy. then once that reality, reality hit, of marriage come hits. Come on, somebody. Once once that one of us are unemployed and now everything is on the other person. Right. Once that family member gets sick and now you got to deal with it. Once that family member, no matter what you do, just don't like your spouse. Mm-hmm. 
And they doing everything they can to aggravate the situation. Right. Or once one of your parents gets sick and you may be the only child. And you may be the only child. child. Or you want to have kids and you find out the person that you're with can't physically have, have children. Are you ready? Are you ready, ready for that? Then that's why these are the conversations you have to have up front. And don't just assume because right. now you assume, well, you know, well, she's young, she's healthy, you know, we're going to have kids. And then you, after the marriage, you find out, well, I, due to a situation beyond my control, I can't have kids. Yeah. So are we going to adopt? Are we going to be foster parents? What are we going to do? Are we going to, you know, do IVF? All these things. This is real conversation. I, I, you know, and I know you probably don't wait till you get into marriage. I think it's so much fun to, it's like buried treasure, right? You keep digging and digging until you find the treasure. And you, when this is over, you may find you thought you was in love with this person until y'all dug. And now you know you're in love with this yeah. person that you see the treasure in that person. You see that person's heart good and bad. And so, yeah. yeah. And now you, and now you love this person even more, even more. And just also understand. And this is, well, this is for all, but this is mainly for the ones who are going into a marriage. Mm -hmm. Once understanding, once again, feelings, friends, family, family. finances, finances. You can't change those things. Nope. You can't change those things within a person. No. So you can't go into a situation saying, well, they feel this way now, but they'll change how they feel once, once they get, get married. married. Mm -mm. You can't do that because there's no guarantee right. that they're going to change. Or telling them all this time you haven't liked his homeboy or his best friend, and now you're mad talking about he ain't coming to my house. Mm, no, that's not, that's, how not how that that's not how that that's, works. That's not how That's not how that works. Or I don't li I, I've never liked your mother. Well, could you have not said that from the beginning and get out your feelings and express why? Or just saying, you know, I'm the breadwinner, so we're going to spend the money the way I want to spend the money. Or, you know, one per I think I just don't like um, just one person knowing about the finances. I think it is a it is a together thing. Yeah. Finances is a together thing. Because A, it breeds it breeds um, insecurity. It, yeah. also, it also breeds contentment. Yes. And then also it's dangerous because if anything ever happens, tomorrow's never promised for mm -hmm. any of us. Mm-hmm. So if anything ever happens to that primary breadwinner who is the only person that does the finances, then the, the surviving party is lost. Is lost. And now they're not only having to deal with the loss of their spouse and that hurt, yeah. but now they're also having to deal with, I don't know what to do because I don't know anything. Think, right. And I think, too, since we're in this, I don't. I just want to drop this, too. Get a will and get life insurance. Please. We were going to do this a while ago, so I'm not going to harp on it, but I'm just going to touch on it really quick. Get life insurance and get a will. Make sure that you're, when you do get married, that your finances are in order for each other to protect your family and to protect each other so no one can come in and tell your family what to do or your, your stuff that you work hard for becomes ward of the state. I don't care if you only have a dollar in your savings account. You need a will. Yes. You need a will. You need yes. a, because for your future earnings. Yes. Because if you're working, you have social security. Yeah. You have things like this, death benefits, yes. life insurance. A health proxy. Health proxy. proxy. These are the things you need. You because need it. if you pass away without this stuff, then you're leaving your, you're leaving your surviving spouse very vulnerable. And to consider what you may want or consider yeah. what you want or not having any life, life insurance and having to have your family 
be go, okay, how do we bury him? What, or how do we bury her? And asking family and friends for money yeah, and assistance. Yeah, and we've had this conversation before. Yeah. But it, it wasn't an easy time. But what made the situation easier. Yeah. Um, when our father passed away. Yeah. Oh, my is goodness. Is that because in... And right now, I'm talking to my I'm talking to my people right now. So I'm not trying to be funny, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I'm talking to my I'm talking to, to my culture right now. We have a tendency of not wanting to do life insurance policies. We have a tendency of want, not wanting to do insurance. And then when somebody in our family pass away, now we we doing fish fries, yeah. trying to figure out how we gonna bury grandma. Yeah, and and that's not, not everybody, but, not everybody. But, but come on, somebody, y'all do understand the but, concept here. And we going around trying to and we. Mad at auntie go, cause, go fund me You know we mad at auntie Cause she don't wanna give nothing And, and we going through all this Trying right. to figure out How we gonna get grandmama buried Right Well when our father passed away The only thing we had to do Was make a couple of phone calls That was it Seriously That was y'all. it That was it Because the way The type of man my father was Is that he always wanted to make sure That mommy was taken care of In life and in death Yeah So my father had like Five It was like three or four Different <laughs> life insurance Life policies. insurance policies even him being working for transit yeah, all for his you. life and so he had he had was all crazy. these different policies so the only thing when he passed away the only thing we had to do was make a f- couple of phone calls Calls. to get everything in place and everything was taken care of and his funeral his his repast everything Everything. was so smooth smooth because that's one less thing that we had to worry about that's one less thing that our mother had had to to worry worry about about. yeah and she could grieve our father properly and not have to worry about okay well how's he gonna get buried well how are we gonna pay for this how are we gonna do that because it's not something that was worried about. So what we're saying is make your make it easier. Yeah. And start this process. Get these things done. Yeah. Get, if you don't already get a life insurance policy. Yeah. And then also if you have one, make sure it's enough. Yeah. Think about because, that. Yeah. Because what you don't want to do, you don't want it to be just enough that it only takes care of the funeral expenses. Yeah. Because you got to remember, your surviving spouse still has to live. And still have bills that, and that you guys may not even, you know, hadn't yeah. taken care of because you didn't think that your, your significant other was going to pass away. So there may be bills that are still out there and things like that. So just just think about it. Just, just, just we're not going to harp on it, but it's so um, important. You know, one like I said, Chase said, we had life insurance, but we had to be better at it because we realized, like, after Pop passed away, like, whoa, that was the smoothest. The smoothest. That, I don't even know if like, we could even say that because it's our yeah. father. And it sounds crazy. It sounds but crazy, but it was like. It was just, it was one it was like less thing we had to do. One less thing about. we had to do. And what it was, all it was was make, we had so many options. All, my mother had so many options. All she did was have to make decisions. Now, how I was going to get paid, what we was going to do, yeah. what day we flying him to New York, what do you know, how are we doing it, where is he going? It was like five decisions, and it was, and it was over. It. And it was it, was it. it was it. So we just, you know, just just think about that, guys. All right, family. Our so final one. We're going into the home stretch. So once the again, home just stretch. a quick reminder. So we're dealing with the five Fs. So first one was feelings. feelings. Second one was friends. friends. Third one was family. family. Fourth one was finances. And this last and then one, the last one is the most amazing one. This will get you through anything. If you take care of the four, this is the anchor. Faith. Faith. 
faith. Faith. And when we're, when we're talking about mm-hmm. faith, we're talking about faith in two different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about, first of all, being rooted in something bigger, bigger than, than yourself. yourself. My God, come now, on, Jesus. for us, that's God. That's Jesus for Christ. For us, that's Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That is our, he is our, our anchor. anchor. <laughs> so our faith is rooted in Christianity. Our faith is rooted in Jesus Christ, Christ. as our Savior. Yes, we believe that. We believe it. Um, we do our best to walk in that. We're not per- perfect right. with it. Um, we have our faults. We we have our faults. We have our flaws. Right. Um, but that is our anchor. Right. So it's that portion, and then the second portion is that you have to have faith in your spouse and in your marriage and in your marriage. Yes. You have to have that same rooted, anchored faith. That we can get through. Okay. Anything. So here's the thing. If 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 you've ever wondered why people use the terminology anchor. Yeah. Because it's really simple. So if you know anything about if you know anything about shipping, if you know anything mm-hmm. about boating, mm-hmm. so every boat, especially the larger ones, will have an anchor. Mm-hmm. And that anchor very heavy, <clears throat> very solid. And what they do, they drop the anchor. Cuts through the ocean or whatever body water they in, mm-hmm. and then it, <coughs> pardon me, and then it hits the it hits the ground, of the ocean for deep, deep rooted, and it, and it stays there and it mm. doesn't move. So no matter, no matter what, storm. no matter what storm comes, mm-hmm. no matter what waves come, that ship is is stationary in that one place in that body of water. Now it may get beat up, it now may it, get wet. It's, it's gonna get wet. It's gonna get wet. It's gonna get beat up a bruise just a little bit, yeah. maybe. But it doesn't move. But it doesn't move. And when it comes to marriage, you have to have that anchor okay. in your marriage. So when the arguments come. Right. When the disagreements come. When sickness comes. When sickness comes. Losing jobs come. When losing jobs come. Yeah. When family members turn against you. Yeah. When your kids are not acting the way you think they should act. When success comes. Job um judge promotions we don't talk about that yeah right because everybody like oh it's just everything is just so sad no when new jobs come when entrepreneurship comes when your spouse write his first book or her first book things to celebrate be anchored in that you have to be anchored in that you have to be anchored in that marriage because when and i'm gonna go back to the the negative aspects just for a moment when the feelings get hurt yeah when the friends act crazy, mm-hmm. when the family hurts your feelings, mm-hmm. when the finances are not what you want them to be. You lost some finances. You lost some finances. Mm-hmm. You have that faith, faith to hold on to. And hold on to each other. Yeah, because one of the things, and once again, just for my wife and I, because we had we didn't have many conversations early on, to be we, honest. We didn't. But the one conversation we did have was divorce, divorce is, is not, not an, an option. option. We took divorce off the table. So we had to learn this stuff. So we had to learn. So trial by, and error. By taking divorce <laughs> off the table, it gave us a better way to be rooted in our marriage because we know yeah. we had no choice. We got to figure this thing we out. We got to figure it out. We got it because there's there's no turning back. Nope. There's no you go there, I go here. And I we didn't want to be agitated, aggravated, frustrated, don't have no fun rolling. Because since divorce is not an option, I want to have a good time because I'm stuck with this joker. 
I am stuck with this joker. For the rest of her For, natural born life. Not natural. She's like my mother. Not the natural born For life. The rest of her natural born you life. You know, and so how do we enjoy it? How do we do it? And 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 again, it was our faith in the Lord. It was uh we had so many scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> we had the um how to pray for your wife book. How to, how to pray, pray for, for your, your husband. husband book. I mean, the power of prayer. I mean, like, we really, because this journey, what we're telling you is this crazy journey that we're still on and we're still growing because we don't know everything. And we go, we have to go back to these five Fs all the time and be like, okay, where are we in this? Is this healthy? Is this whole? Is this is this is this right? You know, is this good? Is this true? Is this beautiful? Is it trustworthy? We had to go back to all these scriptures to remind ourselves that this is bigger than us. Yeah. And a lot of times it don't have anything to do with us. Most of the times it has nothing you know, to do with us. And that we're trying to do things for the kingdom of God. And, you know, one thing that I've always said, as far as my faith was concerned, is that I'm kind of like what Matt said, but totally different. But that my responsibility is unto God, not unto man. So my responsibility, no matter how Sanchez act or how crazy he is, my response, how I feel, what I do is unto God. So I just, I, there were days in our marriage, I was petty patty, like, oh my God. But then I had to grow up, you know, and every time I went in the closet and tried to tell God about what Sanchez is doing and be petty, the Lord would say, no, let me talk about you. And I'm like, that is not what I'm trying to talk about. Jesus, you're not paying attention. I said what Sanchez did and he would bring it back to me. So I had to be responsible for what I do and be consistent, not letting my feelings fluctuate my feelings fluctuate how I'm going to treat him how I'm going to speak to him how I'm going to love on him for that day only because of how I felt because I have a responsibility to God and and I made a commitment through God you know so yeah so yeah because also with faith faith is unseen yeah you know faith is you can't put you can't put your hand on faith you mm-hmm. can't grab faith Faith is something that you just have to feel. Faith is something you just have to know. Mm-hmm. Faith is that is that walk out into the unknown. Yeah. And that's what marriage is. Marriage mm-hmm. is walking into the unknown. Yeah. Because there's no way you can sit down and talk about a lot of things, but there's no way you can plan out what your next 10, 15, 20, 30 years are going to look like because you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to be rooted in something bigger than yourself because you're not going to always have the answers you're not always going to know how to handle the situation Mm -hmm. you're not always going to handle a situation properly and through faith faith comes grace yeah and the one thing about the one thing that we forget a lot of the times in a marriage is that throughout marriage you have to show grace yeah because you're going to want grace shown to to you. you yeah because you're going to wake up in a bad mood. Um, you're going to forget to do something. You're going to forget an important date. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to handle a situation in an improper way. And you're going to want your spouse to forgive you mm-hmm. and not hold that trespass against you. Yes. And the only way that's going to happen is that there has to be grace in the situation. Yep. Come and, on now. And it's just, if, if, if we're to say... And there was a particular reason we did them in the order that we did it. Yeah. And and it's because that that faith, that faith aspect of it, it has to be the most important one. Because with that faith, once with that faith, once again comes trust. Because I have to trust that my wife has my best interest at mm-hmm. heart. 
I have to trust that my wife wants this marriage just as much as I do. Yeah, fight. I, I have to trust that I am not in this. I joke a lot and, you know, I pick at my wife a lot, <laughs> you know, but there is no one in this earth, past, present, or future. There is, out of all the people that God has ever created through the beginning of time, there is no one that I would want to take this journey with other than her. Me too. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you, Steve. And that's because I have trust and faith in and her knowing mm -hmm. that we are truly in this together. Yeah. That no matter what comes our way, no matter what we deal with, no matter what adversity we have to faith, face, I know that she's, I know she got my back. Yeah. And here's the thing, because I love you. I'm going to give, I'm going to give the scripture on that. Go ahead. I love you. I'm not even going to use my favorite, the message Bible today. You using NIV? I'm going to use NIV and the New King James. That's oh, all about you. Beautiful. So Hebrews 11.1 1 talks about faith. And it says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and insurance and assurance about what we do not see. So that's that. And then I went to New King James Version. And it said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then the King James, not the New King James, but the King James Bible says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So they're saying the same thing, but the, the thing, the bottom line is you're, is not seen. You're not going to see everything right now. You're not yeah. going to see the fruit of your labor right now. We didn't see the fruit of the labor of our children until they got older, grown, and got out. Until they got out. And started living their best life. And then we were like, we did good. We did good human beings with no expectation, dealing with the reality. They're, they're flawed because we're flawed. We're yeah. crazy. Because they're, they're crazy because we're crazy. They're oh, yeah. flawed because we're flawed. They're learning because we're learning. Even today, we are, even to this day, we are still learning. We are still growing. We are still trying to put it all together for our marriage. And that's what we want you guys. Have faith. Have so much faith that you want to put more into your marriage. You want to learn more about each other. You want to learn more about your significant other or your fiance or the person that you're going to marry, the person you have in a relationship. You want to know more. I think the biggest thing, because I know you're about to ask me, babe, what's your greatest takeaway? I felt it in my spirit. Uh, okay, let's go with that. You, you was going to say it? I wasn't, but let's go okay, with Okay, go ahead. What was you going to say? Because you gave me that. Ah. No, 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 go ahead. Finish no, your thought. Don't give me that. Ah. Finish your thought. <laughs> what I, I would say, um, my final thought would be dig deeper. Don't just have surface conversations. Have real conversations. Have your you 30 talking about what's going to happen when we 40 and 50 conversations. And I know it may be some time away, but also stay in the present, but also the unseen things, you know, just, just think about those things and prepare, you know, and love on each other enough to communicate. I think that's a huge thing is you have to communicate. Yeah. But you gave me the, ah, what was that? I didn't give you the, ah, I really <laughs> didn't. Um, but since we're here, since we're in the final thought phase, um, let me recap once again. So the five F's, feelings, mm -hmm. friends, friends, family, family finances, finances, and faith. faith. My God. So my final thought is a simple one. <clears throat> Sit down and have the conversation. Have a conversation about all five. Mm -hmm. Have honest conversations about your feelings. Yeah. Have honest conversations about your friends. Have honest conversations about your family. Definitely have honest conversations about your finances. Yeah. Where are you truly at this point in time with your finances? Can I can I interject for one second? You've been interjecting all day, I so know. you've been cutting me off the whole have podcast. I really? You really have. I wasn't gonna say nothing, but since you're gonna continue doing it, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, because I can't get a full thought out without you just <laughs> stepping on it. But go ahead, go ahead, get your full thought out. I ain't got nothing to say. Oh, don't go get ahead. your full thought out. Get it out. 
<laughs> no, because when you were saying that, one of the big things that we decided to do as well is trying to learn how to live off one income. Right. And before you get before you get forced to live off one income, yeah. learn how to live off one income. Or maybe learn how to live off one income and half of the other income and put the other half of the income away for savings. But I just thought about that because that was something that was huge for us was how do we learn to live off one income and live below our means? I sorry, I cut you off. It's okay. You've been doing it all podcast. You sure? I'm going to let you listen back. No, trust me. I know. (laughs) I I haven't been able to get a full thought out. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. Stepping on my throat. You sexy. Go ahead. I'm going to just stare at you. Whatever, man. When I do, you tell me I'm stalkerish, but I'm going to just stare at you now. Go ahead. And then faith. So have a conversation. First of all, have a conversation. Stop doing that. Have a conversation <laughs> with yourself. Just, say that be, just looking at Stop you. Stop being creepy. You're being creepy right now. Stop being creepy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to look out the window. So have a full conversation with yourself. Find out where you are in your own faith. And then have, a, and have that conversation with your fiance, with the person that you're looking at spending the rest of your life with. Have that conversation about your faith journey, your faith walk, um, their faith walk, and then what your walk looks like together. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the one of the worst things to do is to get into a marriage and then realize that your belief systems are totally different. Mm-hmm. It can work, I mean, but it's bringing undue stress and it's bringing more obstacles into the marriage that you mm-hmm. have to work out in the midst of it and the fire of it. Instead of being able to sit down and plan for it, because it's one thing going into is one thing going into a fight or going into a battle with a game plan and having to adjust on the fly. But it's another thing going into a situation totally unprepared. Mm -hmm. And and what we're trying to do is that we're trying to help you get totally prepared, because once again. You can't fully you can't fully plan for a marriage mm-hmm. because you don't know what you genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Things change from day to day. You don't know because and one thing we need to, we should have touched on as well is that you have to realize that we as people, we evolve, mm-hmm. we change every day. Well, so what I cannot do, and I think I've said this in a previous previous podcast, but I can't treat May of 2020, Angela. Like I did May of 2019, Angela. Mm-hmm. Two totally different people. Two cuter. Two totally. <laughs> I'm shaky, I <laughs> Two totally mm-hmm. different entities because mm-hmm. she's evolved, she's learned, she's she's grown. So I can't treat her the same as I would last week. So in your marriage, understand that your spouse. That the person you're devoting your life to, they're constantly changing. They're constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. You have to constantly learn them over and over again. And that's the fun part. Relearning them, understanding who they are, that's the fun part. So it's just have the conversations up front and just, yeah, that's my final thought. Have Have the real tough conversations up front. You want me to say something? No, nah, I really don't. You said enough. Because you gave, gave me a look. No, nah, we good. Nah, I don't got something to say. No, nah, you don't. No, I do. What you got to say? You know what, too? Sometimes just realize that sometimes your marriage will be under construction. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Look how deep that was. That was. You said I got quiet. Anyway. You know, normally I, I uh, unpack it. Don't unpack that. But I ain't going to unpack it because we've been up here almost two hours. Actually, it's a little over two hours. Ooh, Crenshaw Corner. We out of control today on a sunshine. So, family, (laughs) 
As always, fam, we are Interactive Podcast. We are. I'm going to back up for a moment. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you for hanging with us. Yeah, thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, We are Interactive Podcast. We can be found on the socials. Socials. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. All under Crenshaw Corner. Yes. We have an email address of thecrenshawcorner at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. We do. And then we also can be found on our website at www dot the crenshaw corner dot com once again our website is www dot the crenshaw corner dot com and family welcome to our journey we love you guys bye